get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to the 65th episode of the What Up, Though? podcast. I am Otis. I am not Otis. <laughs> I'm Mike. That's a good way to differentiate yeah. yourself. Yeah, I'm not Otis. I'm not the famous nigga. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just the other guy who's here, who's tagging along for the like ride. Every, every <laughs> so often, this nigga says that I'm famous, and I'm really not. And we have these random moments of, you I could be famous. I could be famous. <laughs> But it never pans out. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> never pans out. Um, so. I just had fame for a smooth couple hours. So I just cut right to it. So this morning, uh, I, you know, I'm on Twitter all the fucking time. And who isn't? Right. It's funny because I got friends that, like, do not fuck with Twitter at all. Like, I have really good friends that don't fuck with Twitter. Hmm. It's just, it's funny. Like, yeah. And it just. Do they fuck with Facebook? Somewhat, but not oh, much okay. at all. I think they're just not social media. Okay, but if you overall not a social media person, fine. But if you are like a, a heavy Facebook person, I don't know. I kind of got to wonder why you don't fuck with Twitter. Yeah, it's a different. It's a different crowd. It's I get a, it's it. a different. Crowd. I get it. It's a different. But crowd. then it's like you know, always. I well, I used to. I would somewhat equate like intelligence to not fucking with Twitter versus fuck. Like, why would you fuck with Facebook when it's such a the the. <laughs> The I'm say the dark side of Twitter. The dark the the side of Twitter is so like you know news is like instant you know shit like that. But kind of people I know are really you know intellectuals. They got their shit together. Like you know what I'm saying. But they just don't fuck with Twitter, and they're like barely on fucking Facebook. I think it's a I think it's a thing where like people are just scared of some shit that's new to them, and Twitter ain't new anymore. But I, th- as I still we, feel like as we look figured out Twitter. today that we've been on here for like seven years, <laughs> right? It's definitely not new. <laughs> I feel like people look at Twitter as like Facebook's like I don't know weird cousin, like the weird redhead cousin that you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like the ginger cousin, like the, the that the mom fuck with the cousin and had a baby and you know shit yeah. like that. But and then one of my my good friends, he always every time I'm on my phone around here, he assumes I'm on Twitter. Which he's like seventy percent right. So, I'm saying it's a fair assumption. Yeah, but it's just like, so what? I'm on Twitter. It's cool. Yeah, you know, it's but not a whatever. Big deal. So I, today, oh, good. Uh, we even say no. Go no, ahead. I was gonna say that's kind of similar to um, the idea of uh, meeting people and dating on social media being taboo. It's like it's not anymore, man. It's like pretty fucking common. Like I don't like if somebody told me that they met their significant other on Twitter, I wouldn't even like. Think of that as weird, but like five years ago, I'd be like, "Oh, well, uh, you met a catfish weirdo child molester in a fucking windowless van on Twitter." Like it's like, yeah, I it's think- not the, the whole thing about internet dating being taboo is like played out, and I feel like the same way about Twitter. Like, stop looking at Twitter as like something for like, I don't know, high school kids or degenerates or some shit. Like it, it, it can be legit depending on what you make it. Like Twitter I- is superior to Facebook. In many, many, many ways. And then Facebook is superior to Twitter in many ways. But it just... One, it is what you make it. And then two, it 
it serves multiple purposes. You can get different things from different from from each service. So they they complement each other well. At least for me, they complement each other well. I mean, like I, I agree, they definitely have their their uh, their pros and cons of you know and so forth. Uh, but it's like the people that I don't know. I, I'm sorry, I take that back. The people that I know that don't fuck with Twitter, they think it's some fuck you know some weird ass. But then I'll be like. Well, shit, if I'm the example of what you think Twitter is, like, what the fuck do you think of me then? <laughs> right. Like, are you think I'm fucked up or something? You know what I'm saying? And I, I always think that when I, you know, when my homeboy is always like, oh, you on Twitter? What are you doing? Are you Twittering? And that's his running joke. Are you Twittering and shit? <laughs> I, at, least, at least I hope it's a joke. I hope they're not actually using Twittering as an actual word that they, that they think is legitimate. I, I don't know. I just, I leave it at that. Yeah, uh, I, so. hope it, I hope it's a joke. But... But yeah, so I oh, sent so, out a Twitter. I sent out a Twitter. <laughs> Do you be twittering? What do you Twitter to other people? Are you <laughs> So anyway, this morning, my usual, uh I get up, I was just, you know, tweeting random articles and I had tweeted this article, um, I think it was the Detroit News Free Press, one of them local one of the local uh uh news uh spots and it was about they had found this this uh, child trafficking uh, ring, and they like are they found like however many number of kids, and they found like ten or twelve pimps or something shit. So I did that tweet, posted that, kind of went on about my morning. So I come back and I got like all these fucking mentions, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? I don't, you know, what I mean, it's like you know, most time I do tweets in the morning, no one really responds, no one's really even up type That's shit. A goddamn, it's lie. like seven, eight, you know, <laughs> stop fucking seven, eight o'clock. Why the fuck you lying? <laughs> Why <laughs> you always another, lying? Another, another thing about Twitter, but another thing, you could post that picture on Twitter and in response you think someone's lying and it would totally get it. Post that picture on Facebook and you will get question marks and everything. No one will know what the fuck are you doing. I've never posted that. I've never posted that on Facebook as a response. I should do that you shit. You should. And they'd be like, what do you mean? What does that mean? Like, who's this guy? Who's, who, who's this African guy? You're doing social media all right, wrong. Right, right, exactly. You're doing this you all wrong. This shit? Right. So I do all that and I post it and I'm like, why the fuck? Why? How did this? Because I, I think it had it was like a half an hour, and it had like twenty some retweets or something. And I'm like, are people really that? Are the people that follow me really that interested in this shit? Probably not. And I seen somebody reply to me and um, D Ray, and I'm like, how the fuck did he see this? Now, for those who don't know who D Ray is, D Ray we talked is, about him on a previous podcast. We've talked about him many a times on the podcast. Yeah. And, you know, he's one of the uh, forefront supporters of Black Lives Matter. He was uh, really, I've come to know, we came to like. He's been an exceptional voice for the movement. Yeah, exceptional. And he's, uh, I guess, more so become, became popular, at least from my understanding, from uh, the whole Mike Brown murder. Was he? Yeah, no, Mike Brown. Yeah, I th- yeah, Mike Brown was what I think when I first started really seeing him around a lot. Yeah, I didn't see him before then, and not to say he wasn't, but I don't think he was around too much before then. I remember hearing. Did you see the? Uh, did you li- not see? But you listen to the uh, Combat Jack episode with him and Netta on it? Nah. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Um, or did I? No, I, th- I don't think I did. I don't think I did. They, they. I don't know if they were uh, the main. I think it was. It was the episode I think with Eric Sermon. But they okay, were like, yeah, the, no, I have that. That's okay. chilling in my queue. That's actually I have a not dope heard. episode too. Yeah, um, I haven't heard it. But 
He was uh they were on there, they you know, they did it was about a half an hour, it's pretty good. Side but, note, I got like a ton of Combat Jack episodes in my queue that dog, I need to listen to. You are f- but the, well, Combat is so hard for me to get caught up on because like for like the goofy shit, like fun shit, like the read of Brilliant Idiots, it's fun, it's it, an easy listen, and they usually the read usually doesn't go past an hour 15 like they usually don't hit an hour and a half mm-hmm. they usually like float around an hour but combat a fuck around and have like two two and a half three hours so it's like if you combat, if you rack up combat jack want to be us so fucking bad <laughs> like, <laughs> if you rack up if you rack up like multiple combat jack episodes you're looking at a good 24 hour fucking <laughs> listen session and yeah. sure enough and then it snowballs because you think like okay I can't listen to this one because I just don't have like the two hours to set aside. And then all of a sudden you have two, three, four, five two-hour episodes. And now you don't fuck with them. And it, it just keeps building up. Well, for Now me, you got I, 20 hours of combat episodes. I have a lot more I have a lot more free time, I think, than you. Uh, so usually what I do is since I, you know, in the summer, since I, I cut grass, I usually put my earphones on while I'm cutting grass. And I don't have to talk to nobody. Right. All that shit. So I have a lot, a lot of time. But it's been slow and it's kind of ended anyway, the season. So... Um, I tend to listen to them a lot more anyhow. But like lately, I haven't. So I was listening. I, I catch up, you know, whatever case. Like my schedule is really free, really, especially since I'm only in school twice a week, whatever the case. So that episode was really cool. But they were talking about she was talking. Netta was talking about how she met uh, D Ray, and it was you know during the whole Mike Brown um, incident and so forth like that. So I think it was around that time. But anyway, so. D-Ray is like, you know, pretty, I don't know, black, or just Twitter famous, period. You know, he has a, a strong uh, following. He has, like, uh, I'm trying to click on his page. One million followers. He has, like, 237,000 followers, which is a whole lot. Um, and he only follows, like, a 1,000 people or something. But, so, that cocky prick. No, right, exactly. <laughs> You're so, so self-absorbed. You can't follow more. No, I couldn't even. That's imagine, more people like, than I follow. It's, way, it's more people than I follow. I've been on there for fucking seven years. Like it's probably two times. It's probably more than twice as many people as I follow. I follow six. I follow almost seven hundred people. And I, I really, I, I probably really, follow less than that. And like, that's. I feel like my shit is a lot. So like a thousand, a thousand follower, uh, following a thousand people. That's kind of a lot. But if you have 200,000 followers, you know, I guess you work out the numbers. Right. So, um, like I said, yeah, oh, you have 500. No, you follow 549 people. So, less than me. Me? Um, oh, okay. So, so anyway, he does this tweet. It gets crazy. So, then Mike decides to tweet him talking about how he could possibly take over his spot on our podcast and so forth, jokingly. So, then D-Ray jokingly. replies. Quote, unquote, jokingly. <laughs> If 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 D Ray somehow came to Detroit, I would definitely want to get him on the show. Somehow, I would have to try somehow to get him on the show. Can you imagine having this nigga up in our fucking garage, like just talking about? Dog, that would be so fucking dope. That would be so dope. And talking about really, really the same shit that we spent a smooth several months talking about every week. Just right, the, the right. bullshit with the police and, and killing all these people. And like have him on here talk about the same shit that we talked about for for months on end, but to have him in here with his his uh, his insight and his fucking like one thing I admire about him and anybody who has this quality is their ability to speak eloquently on shit on the fly. 
Right. Like I'm I'm horrible with that. Like I feel like that's one of the flaws of this podcast is that I have a whole lot of trouble speaking about shit eloquently that I can write about shit phenomenally. Like if I wrote about it, it would be epic. But speaking about it, I sound like a fucking fourth grader and shit. So like, I would love to have somebody like him on here who is like really eloquent at the spur of the moment and can speak on that shit really well. And, and the thing, I think the the thing I I, I can appreciate appreciate about him is I, it's pretty much what you're saying. And it seems like he doesn't get like he doesn't get ticked off. It seems like well, much it seems like he just kind of just is at just kill, yeah. just real, just you know. Yeah, I respect And will that like too. clap back at you without like flipping out. And, right, like, it fuck all these bitch ass niggas. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So I think you know I I I can't. I won't, I can't do it. You know, I'm not that type. I, it would definitely take some media training or some shit for yeah. me to get to the point of responding. But I definitely respect what he does, man. It's, it's really impressive. Just right. speaking as somebody who, like for me, I know that my mind operates at a high level. And I know that I can write at a high level. But I speak at a... Mm, Mediocre to low level. Oh, I know I speak at a mediocre. And if they to low threw level. my fucking ass on fucking CNN and I'm talking to fucking Don Lemon, I wouldn't be able to get the points across that I would if I was able to write Don Lemon my thoughts. Even five seconds later, I could fire off a amazing, a, an amazing piece documenting everything that I feel, everything that needs to be said, it would be great. But I'd be on the air live and I'd be on a fucking spot, retard. Though, I would be, yeah, I would be fucking. Be a yeah. fucking retard. I would, I would be stuttering. I would, you know, I would be forgetting my words. Like, what's your name? I am, uh, <laughs> <Right>. uh <laughs> like. <laughs> and he was on, when he was on CNN with Wolf Blitzer, I was so impressed. I was, nah. I, I was, I was glad that he was representing the movement at that point. I was like, he's doing a great job. And I'm like, I wish that, I wish that I was that, uh, I, I wish that I was just that good at, at speaking eloquently live. I know it'd be horrible. I'm, and, I'm decent at it like, if it's prepared ahead of time. But and, and he eh. and it's like he talks. He speaks so like one level. Don't say, don't, don't say he speaks so well. Yeah, he speaks so one level. <laughs> no, yeah, no. He speaks so one uh, one tone, and it doesn't get hype. And to, it's almost to the point of like. Nigga, get some emotion, but it's like he's 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 communicating well enough though. He don't need it though. He don't need to get loud. Like if we were if, if by chance we would have him on the show and you see how our decibels jump, right. he doesn't be right. like the smallest decibel. <laughs> like I feel like we would have to turn his mic up more because we talk too fucking loud and he'd just be like. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. You know? <laughs> and he'd be and, so even killed. be killing us on the, but he'd be killing us on a fucking subject matter though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, actual topic. And that would just show like loud talking doesn't mean shit because they would just <laughs> really be like, doesn't. you know, and we'd be like, damn, you're right, dog. You're, you're <laughs> right. Yeah. We're matching him like, yeah, you might have yeah. a point. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can see myself. I agree. I, I can see myself <laughs> for every podcast after that just talking. What up, though? <laughs> this is the seventieth episode of the What Bill podcast. Like, <laughs> but another yeah. young black live was lost. Today. Right, right. So, but yeah, so because these racist motherfuckers, no. right? Exactly. <laughs> That'd be me popping in. These racist motherfuckers. So he, you know, he had uh, after Mike had tweeted him about you know the, the show and stuff. He had asked about the link, and so we had started tweeting him about our link. And you just moved blazed over the fact that he tweeted us though. Like, yeah, he asked about the link. <laughs> I'm like, I, I ain't trying to act like I'm fucking pressed about that shit. No, I was. I was, I was shocked that he did it. Because I was away Don't from... Don't front. When I saw that nigga's avatar on my midgets, I like did like a low-key like little Dougie and shit like at my desk and shit. I was right. like, oh, And I was shit. like, damn. He just, that's when I messaged you like, dog, look at the mentions. 
know, so but you know, I'm hoping that you know he didn't reply. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't reply. He didn't retweet nothing like that. Hoping he may just listen at some point. But he probably know. listens to the worst podcast that we I have. Was just, that was what I was saying, <laughs> but I hope he probably listens to one of the most wildest, you know. Shit that we had, but I think that it was good that you uh, tweeted him the one link to the Mike Brown one, and that's kind of I do because I feel like that was our strongest episode, and I'm still to this day that episode was probably like a year ago, and like I still to this day feel like that was one of our better episodes because I was really impressed with like I was just saying a minute ago that I have such a bad job of getting my thoughts across when I'm speaking, but I felt like that was the one of the few times. Where I really got my thoughts across really well, and it was passionate, it was heartfelt. We had a good discussion. Everything was like I feel like the stars aligned in that episode, and everything went and really it did, well. And it didn't even get and played, it didn't, right? And it didn't even get played. But then the, there was an episode where we used like Iggy Azalea as a fucking avatar, and that shit got like thousands of fucking plays. And I'm like, man, fuck Iggy Azalea. <laughs> it's like, why do the, the, the fuck shit get the, the... I mean, and we have fun no matter what type of we have. Don't get me wrong. But the things I thought would push more with, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter piece and the police uh, killing us and all this other stuff. The I shit just that matters. Like the shit that really matters, that shit didn't get to play. But the, the, the joking, you know, humorous, you know, Fuck shit that we you know we we talk about a lot you know that shit just get great plays and it was just like man you just kind of you know wish someone of influence like him would be able to reach away hey we thought that was a great episode or i thought i thought you know your, your points were really valid oh, man blah, that blah, would blah. be so i would man that would be great to have somebody like him who is such a good representative of the movement to say like to listen to that episode and be like you guys made some great points, or that was a great episode, something like that. It would be nice to get that validation. I don't need the validation in the sense of, like, uh, I, I, I feel better about my points or whatever whatever we said in that episode. Right. Because I, I feel like that was... If D, if, if, he, if DeRay came along and said, I thought that episode was whack as fuck, I would still be like, no, that was a good episode. To me. Because I still feel like it's a strong episode. But for him to... If he were to come along and say that was a great episode, that would be... Uh, phenomenal validation, man. Because I, I, I really thought that episode was strong, and to this day, I still feel like that episode was slept on. We've had, you said this is sixty five, sixty five episodes spanning over a year, and I still feel like that episode is probably one of our strongest episodes, as and it's definitely our strongest as it pertains to speaking on important shit and shit that matters. Right? Like we have great episodes as far as like just goofing off and like talking about crazy shit and. And how niggas act like that that kind of shit. We have great episodes in that regard, but like as far as episodes that talk about what matters, and we've had a lot of episodes talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and all the police brutality and the people who've died. We have a lot, we've had a lot of pretty solid episodes about that, but that that Mike Brown one. Yeah, I thought that was favorites. like I just felt like that would just take off just in, and especially the time that it was happening. You know, I feel like that was the one that would be like, man, you know, it would bring so much great attention to the podcast. And it didn't. No, it didn't at all. <laughs> it, it didn't. And, it had a few, and all. we had a few episodes like that that didn't. And I was just like, man, what the fuck? You know. Yeah. And which kind of, you know, like the other day, I was just kind of sitting around because it's like, you know, we've been doing this podcast for a year, almost a year and a half now. And it's definitely not. At the point, I think, like, as far as notoriety, where I thought it would be. And I just, like, I question, like, why the fuck, why can't we really get, like, 
the support of the podcast? Like, is it is it just really just that okay, just okay, or is it just like we're not pubbing it like correctly? Or is, you know, I just I, I I raised all these questions in my head. Like, what the fuck is going wrong? What what are we doing wrong that's not like like are we not likable? Like, what what are we not doing to like? Really get to that that point, and I and I think in in, in the era right now where you have a million fucking uh, exaggeration, you have a ton of podcasts that are popping up all the fucking time, and it's like, how do you stay relevant and you know things of that nature when it's so many fucking podcasts and mm, I things see of a segue that coming, yeah, but yeah, uh- <laughs> which kind of puts me into like the you know the question of you know. Uh, why are there why why are there so many podcasts now? But just to go to the whole support thing, it's like you know, I have like between both of us, we have like over like two thousand, almost twenty five hundred followers. Like if we just count like our own personal Twitter accounts, like I don't even think a a a, a small I don't even, it's not even a small percentage that actually probably listens to our podcast, right? And then, even if you have, you know, maybe a hundred or so followers for, like, the the actual Twitter page, like, how many people of them actually really listen? Do people just follow just for the pages, just seeing fucking tweets? Like, I did a tweet the other day, like, re- I don't know if you even saw it. I did a tweet saying, uh, retweet if you actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see that. It was like nobody retweeted. And I wanted to be like, and I was, I was like, I wanted to be like. Well, if you don't listen to our shit, unfollow us now. Fuck y'all niggas. You know, I don't know what I really wanted to say, but I just, I, I forgot what I ended up doing. But, yeah, I just don't, I'm, I probably just, I'm just trying that. to figure out, like, how do you, how do you really push it? Like, if your, your, your core people know that this is what you do, this is what you enjoy doing, like, how is it, why is it so hard to support that shit? Like, I, I think don't it's, get it. I think it's harder if you're. If your initial entrance into the podcast life is your podcast, if for the vast majority of the podcasts that I see that are successful, the people who uh, the creators of those podcasts already have a following going in, right? So that 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 helps them get their foot in the door per se. So I think that's that's where we kind of I think that's one of the reasons that we haven't really quote unquote popped off. And then I, I can't lie. I'm, I'm, I'm very critical of myself, and I always feel like there's something that I personally could be doing better that would help the podcast. Like I always feel like if we have a podcast that is dope and it doesn't get any plays, that is somehow my fault. Like I should have, I, I could have done better. I could have, I could have presented I, myself I, better. I, I could have spoken more eloquently. Like I, 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 I hold myself accountable a lot, and I don't think there's people who listen with like. Oh, that podcast would be dope if Mike wasn't on it. I don't think people do that, but I hold myself accountable for it to a degree. But I think it really boils down to the fact that we don't have a strong following going in. And a lot of the successful podcasts did. And then also, when I blame myself, I blame myself for when we first started off for a good, mm, oh man, several months. Like a, probably a good thirty episodes or so, I was getting too drunk for the podcast. Like I was, <laughs> I was right, just right, not right. functioning well, and it kind of plays into the idea of, of me saying that I'm not presenting myself well enough, and I don't speak well enough on on the podcast and live. And a, a lot of that was due to the fact that 
I, by the time we start recording, I'm already like not drunk, but like I'm in a in a place where I'm like tipsy, but getting but, to that border of drunk. And I, then I, I keep drinking while we, I keep drinking while we're recording. And then I'll listen to the podcast after the fact. I'm like, oh, I was fucked up. But like, I think, 40 but, minutes in, I was I, fucking drunk I, as fuck. I think, although, if you, you, you may see it as like a kind in it, I think it was a point where we were really just enjoying our, ourselves and shit. Like, it was fun. As, I mean, it's still, I think it's still enjoyable, but I think we now we see it as, a, you know, trying to uh, make it good, make it great. I think we had uh, the good. A good portion of the beginning of our podcast where it was just fun. It was a concept of just sitting around, having cigars, having drinks, you know, talking shit, you know what I mean? And it was just fun and shit. But when you listen to them and you it's not getting the the the, the numbers or getting the attention that you want, you kinda of say, What the fuck am I doing that's not and then, you know, you figure out you see a couple episodes like, Man, I was fucked up. Like I'm not communicating great. <laughs> I'm slurring yeah, shit. I I'm, definitely, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying, and you know. And, and then I listen to shit like the read, and like when I listen to the read, like a lot of times, both of them are maybe not necessarily fucked up, but they're definitely like drinking, or they have drank, they've smoked, whatever. Uh, but, but they still like can function, it, and but, they function well. Well, and I feel like I can I, function, but I, I don't function well. I think they, I think they can function well, thing like that. But I think what you said before uh, plays into it is that they had a huge following going into that. So no matter how Absolutely. bad they will fuck up, they still had tons of fucking people. You know what I'm saying? That you know, I don't know how many followers uh, uh, you has. Let's say he has ten thousand, probably mm-hmm. more. Even if 20% of the people listen to his shit or paid attention to that, that's what? I don't know my numbers. 2,000. 2,000 people? That, you know what I'm saying? That's way more than our fucking followers almost combined, you know, for the most part. So I just shout out a number. My math might have been trash. I don't even know. Just I don't even know what you 2, said. 2,000 for the, for the sake of, I think, <laughs> you know... 10, Wait, you said twenty percent? That's tw- that's two thousand. Yeah, ten thousand divided by five. Yeah, yeah, two thousand. Okay. Yeah. So even at two thousand, that's like two thousand people. See, even my math is better when I'm drunk than I actually am speaking. <laughs> right. I immediately like ten thousand twenty percent divided by five two thousand. <laughs> but I can't fucking speak for shit during the right. fucking podcast when I'm drinking. Right. So it's like you know, I think it, it like you said, I think that helps um, with it, but. I don't know, you know, we've, you know, brainstormed about different ways to, to push it, you know, but I really just want to be able to push it more a bit, and, and, and I think a lot of things just come to, like, like, I was talking to uh, uh, Anthony today, as a cigar, I was asking him about certain stuff, and, you know, he was, I was like, I was telling him that we have a lot Our of, Our listeners like, don't know who Anthony is. Anthony's a, a, <laughs> a, a, a cigar homeboy of ours, okay. um, and, um, He's like into social media thing um, and so forth, and he was saying I was telling him that only thing I could really think of that's really going to help their podcast are things that are like involve monetary investments first, like like uh, promoted tweets, promoted like Facebook, you know, posts, uh, you know, things of that nature. Those are the two things I you know I kind of thought about like, but that that costs money. So it's like, how can we do it? On, as he said, you know, you can still do things in like a organic, you know, uh, push like you know having people who listen to it who have a strong 
uh, following of sorts. You know what I'm saying? Like, say if a D-Ray, for instance, listens and says, hey, I like your podcast. And he does fucking one tweet. And, you know, just think that he tweeted, he retweeted mine, just the tweet I did earlier, just on uh, the fact that it was a news story. And I'm going back because I know I done got it tweeted recently about that. And that tweet has 261 retweets. So it's like wow. just on some random shit. I've never had a tweet with 261 retweets. And so never, if ever. you get something where it's a that's a that's an advertisement that advertised that article. Yeah. You know, I mean, no matter what the the tip the the, the topic of it was, that was an advertisement of that article. So 261 retweets mean that 261 people actually did a native retweet, which means it was just a retweet without adding any words to it. So at least 261 people saw that tweet. That actually did it. Now right. think about the the people who saw all of those tweets. That could be in the fucking thousands and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, actually, Twitter does this thing where you can look and see the the what I forget what they call it. I'm gonna I can tell you in one second. Um, I guess the interactions with that tweet. So. You can see how many people did that tweet actually reach, meaning that people actually like scrolled on that tweet or whatever the case. So, see, like, ever since that tweet happened, my, tw- my fucking Twitter app been fucked up today. Like, <laughs> I cannot, like, get into this shit. But, you know, it's, it's thousands and thousands of people and stuff like that. So, I don't know, man. You know, we've had many of fucking ideas of, of shit, but, you know, I think it really. Uh, Right, so okay. So they have this thing called impressions. Times people saw the uh what's that impressions, times people saw this tweet on Twitter. You know what the number is? Just nope. take a wild guess. Take a wild guess. Number of people who saw your tweet that on Twitter, yeah. D Ray retweeted? Yes, that same tweet. How many people how many people saw that tweet? How many followers does he have? He has two hundred some thousand. I would guess, and that's not assuming that even people, all his people, even seen this. Week. Right? No, I'm no, I'm assuming that people who and this was who like don't follow him morning. still saw that because if he retweets it, maybe somebody he knows retweets it, and then somebody that person knows retweets it who doesn't follow him. So, like, I I, I would guess mm, three hundred thousand. No, not that high. Okay. Not nearly. Because I think people that you I think you can't really assume that all of his followers seen that tweet, you know what I mean? But it's still a decent number. But I'm thirty thirty four thousand people saw that tweet. Wow, that's still a lot. Which still is a whole fucking lot, you know what I'm right. saying? But I tell you what, thirty four thousand people saw that tweet. I still have not I have three people I have that, that follow me today. <laughs> Three And I think one was a fucking mixtape thing Because I, I tweeted I retweeted uh, Big Crit's uh, mixtape So you know what I'm saying And that doesn't mean shit You know what I'm saying But I don't know I just think you know I don't know how to like Gain more support With with the podcast I'm at a at a crosswords That's going to be like Free 99 <laughs> I think that We could stand to have More guests Who have a following Yep. And not necessarily of his caliber, because I mean, obviously we can't have him on. Like, I mean, well, we could in theory, but 
But like we can't have them on like physically here. But we can have them on in like a you know via Skype or whatever. But I think having people on who uh, have their own unique, distinct following, and so they come on, they have good convo, they retweet the episode, their followers see it, and I think it's it's like for us without without already having a following. The key for us isn't buying advertising because people can see that and ignore it. The key for us is having people who we know share it and having the people that they know wanting to hear what they had to say. So, like, if we have a guest on and they're like, hey, I was on What Up Though podcast and we had a great conversation and people who are fans of that person say, oh, that person was on there? That person was on a podcast? Let me see what they had to say. I think it's more of, of something like that. Combined with just, I think, just really sticking with what works for us and doing what we do and enjoying our conversations. And those two things combined, I think, will help. Because if, if you if you have your own conversation and it's very organic and it works well and it flows well, that's good, but it doesn't help if nobody's listening. But if you get, if you get a, even... Two new listeners, like say we have a guest on next week, which we do have plan on having. Right. And say we have a guest on next week, and say our our not if our guest next week, say our guest next week retweets the podcast and says, "Hey, I was on this podcast, great conversation, good time," and he retweets it, and his fans or people who are friends of his or whatever say, "Hey, I want to see what what he was talking about. That was a good look." And they listen to it, and then they become fans. Right. And it can even be like, say that person, that one person has like 800 followers. But even five of that person's followers listen. That's us reaching an audience that we don't reach directly. Right. So I think we need more of, even in a a minor, minuscule way, can reach out to even five followers who are not people who are directly affiliated with us. I think that will that will help us. Yeah, I, I totally, like having, I totally agree. Having something like, like D-Ray on is like that's to me that's like out of the scope of possibility. Like that's not even right. really feasible. Like if that happens, like that if that were to happen, that'd be amazing. But that's not even something that we should even like even think about. Something like that, he could he retweets the shit, then we got a, a ton of different followers. But yeah. I mean, and I well, and I, I think that's the key. Yeah, I think that's key, and I think I'm kind of. I think Twitter, I think Twitter is a good a good uh, way to to push the podcast. But for me, I I I really want to hit the market of just Detroit. Like, I think the people that are like, how do you reach the people in the city that's not on that's not on Twitter, that's not on Facebook regularly like that? Like, how do you how do you reach those people? And I think that that kind of goes into you know. Getting people in the city who are like you know known or name, you know we you know we had we have an idea for uh, uh, a certain individual who's uh, she's at this point I think she'd be her name is pretty known in the city as a guest. So say we get this person as a guest and she you know talks about hey I'm on this show you know what I'm saying I think that that advertised to a, a audience that's not just Facebook or not Twitter you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so. 
you know, I think we got some good stuff coming though. But you know, I I, I am kind of like I I always I be kind of feeling sick. Like, how the fuck have we not really got to a a good a point where where uh, where I notice more or whatever? But it's I think it's gonna come. I think I'm probably a little impatient. I know shit don't happen overnight. But it's been a fucking year and a half. <laughs> I was saying it ain't fuck? overnight. <laughs> it's been a little longer than that. Right, so we'll see. So that's that's kind of that. Um, so uh, Lamar Odom, shift topics. He's uh, he's still fighting for his life. So Lamar Odom was found in a brothel in Fount, Fount <laughs> with a T, Fount <laughs> in a brothel in uh, was it Vegas? Yeah, well Nevada. Nevada. It might not be Vegas. I feel Nevada like, uh, for sure. I think the don't ask me how I know this, but I feel like the actual prostitution thing is not actually valid in Las Vegas. I feel like it's a Nevada thing, but like if you want to go to like an actual, uh, I don't know the euphemism for it, but a whorehouse, <laughs> it has to be outside of Las Vegas. So I don't think he was in Vegas, but Nevada, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why earlier. I thought when I, I don't know. I saw a brothel, and it clearly was brothel. But I was thinking hostel. And <laughs> I, I tweeted earlier. I thought it said hotel. And I'm thinking, why the fuck was he in a hostel? Like he got a little money. He ain't even in a fucking hostel. Like right. why is he there? But yeah. So and then, but actually, before before I saw that hostel, I thought he was just saying hotel, which happens with a lot of motherfuckers. They I saw up- hotel over and over. And I swear I saw a hotel a couple of times. That's what that's what our eyes are fixated to see. Like superstar so or celebrity is so unresponsive in hotel. So that's hold, what we hotel said. didn't didn't come up. Like I swear I saw. Like I really, that's what I thought I saw. I swear I thought I saw a hotel though. I did too. So he's found unresponsive. You know, uh, and I would assume it's for uh, a drugs. Although I seen someone uh, tweet earlier that. Uh, it was alcohol and Viagra. I don't know if that was true or not. I read that it was cocaine and quote unquote uh what was it? Herbal uh fuck. I can't remember the actual term, but it was like it was herbal Viagra. It the word wasn't Viagra, but it was like herbal Viagra. I can't remember I can't remember the word in place of Viagra, but it was it's Herbal Viagra? Yeah, it wasn't Viagra, but it was well, like that's new to me. Okay, so okay, so, well, okay, so you know Viagra is, is sexual enhancement. I think it was something like that's herbal. I, se- I think it was like herbal sexual enhancement, like it specified herbal. The last thing that I saw so was just to trees? me. Well, that that was what I gathered from. Well, it. I will say when well, what when I, I gathered when was I that it was smoke weed. I definitely had a heightened sexual urge from smoking some weed. So maybe real talk. Side note. I don't know if this applies to you, but uh, <laughs> you already know it's about to be some bullshit. <laughs> you know it's about to be some crazy shit. Uh, I don't know about you, but for some reason, for me, when I smoke a couple cigars, I'm ready to fuck. No, I like. <laughs> I think like, a good, I'm like a good very strong, like a good strong cigar gets it to me. It used to be just straight liquor. Like man, I could. I don't know what it was. It used to, and it, it kind of changed over years and stuff. It used to be fucking Hennessy. I drank Hennessy. I be ready to fuck a hole in the wall. Then it kind of <laughs> just fucking you know it, it it left that. Then it'd be like uh, uh, a 
bunch of beer. Bunch of beer. I used to be like that. Then it would change to like gin. A bunch gin. of beer is nap time for me. Gin. Yeah, I know that. That's a, that, that has an effect on a lot of. Time me to go night night. Gin. Gin is kind of currently what it is. Uh, man, I hate gin, dog. I hate that shit. Gin man. is great. Man, this is disgusting gin, to me, man. I gin, hate gin. Gin was like liquid Viagra for me for a while, and it kind of still is. Gin, I'd be like, yeah. I can't say whether or not li- whether or not it's liquid Viagra, but I know as far as like drinking and just that, I, uh, man, I hate gin. Dog. I don't at like one point, it was. Uh, I remember I used to have the stint of loving uh, uh, Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker, yeah. But then, it, like, it, it changes for me, though. Um, but, yeah. Currently, it's kind of like cigars and, like, gin. That'll that'd do it. But, yeah. Me is cigars and whiskey. Which is what we drink every fucking podcast. <laughs> we go home every... Every, every fucking every podcast, week, I come home like, ready to fuck. Baby, you sleep? <laughs> yeah, yes. Every fucking week, dog. It's <laughs> exactly what it is. You, and you, you, you sleep? You're doing a tap on the shoulder, like, baby, you up? You up? You look good as fuck tonight. <laughs> Sir, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> my face is on the pillow like literally my uh, face i would go in the house you know whatever time we finish especially if it's late night and shit so like my wife absolutely hates the smoke smell so now i gotta take a shower so now i'm like i'm tipsy as fuck i don't you know i'm uploading the podcast getting that shit good getting the house like fuck i gotta take a shower i want to get some Cause I could just not take a shower, but then I have to like have a pillow between us, and I'm on like the twenty percent of the fucking bed or some fucking shit. devilish ass twenty percent. Yeah, yeah, fucking hate that, that, that shit. That shit's real as hell. I hate that um, shit. So, but then it's like, okay, if I even want to be close to my wife, I need to take a shower. Now I gotta take a shower, and I'm offended cleaning this like most humans and shit. But at fucking two in the morning, fucking drunk as hell. That's not the first thing you're fucking thinking about is taking a fucking shower before going to bed. You kind of like fuck no. it, I'll just get in the morning. But yes, but but it's you know if you're trying to do some shit, you like. Fuck, let me just, you know, do whatever it takes, do a shower. Nah, I done took showers, got in the bed, and fell right to sleep. Like, and the thing is, I'm it for you, you drive 20 minutes back home. You're, you have a process, you know what I'm saying? You have to, you know, it, it's a more time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you sober up, maybe you get more drunk. You know, I don't know. But for me, I go in the house, I upload a podcast, I take a shower, and then I'll be like... <laughs> you just go in like dick on Fantastic Four, like the thing, like... <laughs> <laughs> you just walk in like clobbering time. Just laying on the table, like, what's up? <laughs> right. So, but yeah. So, but yeah. It it, it, it kind of depends. It's always it's changed. You know, depend. It, it's unchanged over the years. But gin, yeah. But cigars. If I get a good strong cigar, I and, and sometimes I purposely get like a nice Maduro. Like that's gonna set me off. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> you like you only horny because you had a cigar and. Like, you know it, then. That's right. You should be buying me fucking cigars, <laughs> right? <then. laughs> That's funny. I'll be sitting there knowing I'm going to get four hours of sleep. Like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't even care. It doesn't matter. Fuck it. It is what it is. But, yeah. I don't even know how do we get to that. Um, but Oh, we know Lamar Odom. We didn't even finish that shit. So, yeah. Lamar Odom. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar on his yeah. deathbed, and we so talking about on fucking, fucking and, on cigars. <laughs> and what's crazy is that a lot of I've been look, I, if you search Twitter, a lot of the articles, every it seemed like a lot of people like tie him to the Kardashians, like that's his claim to fame. Like he's a he's an NBA champion twice over. He did all this shit bef- before fucking with them. Like why does that people try to validate his his 
notoriety to the fucking Kardashians. Like right. that shit's so fucking stupid. But a lot of these sites push the Kardashians because they know it gets clicks and shit. That shit's so fucking garbage, man. So garbage. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like that shit at all. I don't like that shit one bit. Yeah. Um. As far as Lamar Odom goes, man, like Lamar Odom is the kind of guy. I'm not gonna say the kind of guy like I know him, but like the kind of guy as far as an NBA player who, when when well, I'm not gonna say when his career is all said and done because it's already over. But um, he had a very very strong career. It's not like he was fucking Khloe Kardashian and he was like I don't know like the 12th man on the bench or shit. Lamar Odom's like a uh, he's a multi time All Star, multi champion. Like he wasn't a nobody before he fucking met Khloe Kardashian. Right. And it kind of plays into, I don't know about you, and we could actually make this a topic right now. When did you first know about Kim Kardashian? Because I noticed that a lot of people say that Ray J made Kim Kardashian famous. Did you know about Kim Kardashian before Ray J? Because I did. I was like, I was like, when I heard they had a sex tape, I was like, oh, that badass bitch get negative fucking? Let me see this shit. I already knew who she was. Was Kim Kardashian with Reggie Bush first or after that? I think first. I think before Ray J. I remember her uh, with uh, with with Reggie Bush. I just remember her as like a badass bitch in the media. Like I, I don't even know what I knew her for, but I definitely knew who she was before Ray J. And it, people made it sound like Ray J made Kim Kardashian famous, which to a degree is kind of crazy because the Kardashian family was in the media well before Ray J. Because you remember her dad was the lawyer in OJ case, right? So well, like he like that family as a whole was on before before Ray J. And right. I I can't I can't tell you how I knew of her beforehand, but I knew it wasn't like oh Ray J has a sex tape. Right. Who is this badass bitch he's fucking? When that shit dropped, I was like, oh, Kim Kardashian about to be naked and fucking and sucking dick and swallowing nut? Oh, I'm, I'm, I want to see this. Like, like yeah, I, I knew who I, she was. Like, I, I knew who she was. I, I don't know re- how. I can't remember, like, her. I don't remember her. I, you know, like, I remember his, you know, her, his dad, obviously. But I don't remember her much of her before that, though. I do, but I don't know how. I really don't know how. I just know, to me, when I heard of it, Ray J was the B celebrity. Because right. I already knew who Ray J was, too. And it's, at that point, Ray J was Brandy's brother. Like, I mean, he, he is still Brandy's brother. and But also the, the creator of the greatest fucking radio interview ever. Side, but, <laughs> side note, I'm, uh, I'm actually uh, recording us on a Periscope. But they only see me, but they hear both of them. Okay. I'm like, via so, what? But right. yeah, that's cool. Um, are, are, wait, are people watching? Man, it's like, wait, I'm when close. did you start it? I just started like literally like oh, okay. a couple seconds ago. All right, good. like, oh, maybe I could just put that on. Yeah, but, do it. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't see the other guy. Uh, well, the, Oh, shit. I'm the other guy? <laughs> I don't even know the fucking name. <laughs> you don't see my. <laughs> you don't see the other guy. That fucking <laughs> light skinned, bald headed nigga. But yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. Uh, I exist. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I, I don't totally remember her previous to that. Um, but uh, Reggie Bush was the first time I re- recall 
like her notoriety. Like other than that, and I still didn't know like what the fuck did she do? Like how was she? I thought she was just a nigga's girlfriend. Like I didn't and know. In 2015, she, she's still just a nigga's girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> no, now she's just a nigga's wife with like her right. kids and shit like that. So yeah, good for her. But uh, yeah. So I don't know, man. I just I just think people. And I, I've seen a bunch of like tweets about you know blaming the Kardashians for his drug use and stuff like that. And I don't think Mark Odom's drug use. Yeah, I don't think people understand how drug use work. Like that's not a uh, that's like people blaming fucking Bobby Brown for Whitney's drug use. Like she was doing that shit before him. It wasn't him that did it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like people don't people just don't know. So it's like I don't know how you it's like they just don't. I don't think people understand the concept of drug use. Like. I started. I was tweeting earlier about it because people were. I was. I was just irritated. Shit, like you know, like my dad dropped. My dad died of a heroin overdose. Mm-hmm. Like he did drugs for shit most of my life. He got clean. He got married. You know. But the thing is, shit like that. It doesn't. For some people, it doesn't. They don't. It's not a cure for that shit. There's no fucking pills that you could take that just clears you of drug addiction and shit like that. And. You know, he battled with that shit for years and he finally, you know, you know, he had had an episode where he had, cause he had did just crack for years, experimented with Heron, had an overdose, Heron, Heron, had a, had an overdose and actually was like unconscious to the point where the EMS had to like, and I don't know what, what the drug is, but it's like a counter, like, Overdose drug for like like heroin or whatever. And like that shit they do it like that shit from Pulp Fiction where they yeah it's something yeah, yeah, big yeah. ass needle yeah, yeah. in the heart something to that like, effect and inject he, the and, and he was like revived and all that shit. So they have that, but then you know, so you know after that you figure like dog you done you done been fucking dead. You know what I'm saying? You come back from that shit. You know that should be one of the things like you know what I'm not fucking with that shit no more. I almost died. You know what I mean? And you know unfortunately. You know, he fucked around again, and, you know, there was no saving the shit. But it's like, people just don't, I don't think people understand, unless they have people they really know about drug addiction and, you know, the the ill effects. Like, that shit isn't just like, you just beat somebody and your, your, your life just becomes fucked up because you're using drugs or some shit. You know what I'm saying? That, I, don't, I don't get that shit. So it's like, the... The lack of like empathy and you know things of that nature for him, it's just that shit's fucked up. I just I just hope that you know if he's able to pull it through, that he's able to get help and you know hopefully he had people around him that you know well. But it ain't looking good. I haven't heard too much good news about Odom in the yeah, past I haven't either. couple of hours or anything like that. So that'd be a sad situation, man. There's a lot of people that drag that nigga for uh, being having the drugs, being the crag, and it was like a and you know how Twitter gets, man. It's like Fuck uh, somebody's like real life and what's really going on. Let's fire off these funny ass tweets and shit. Yeah, just, uh, uh, niggas just niggas want to get you know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, and that's just tweets cute off until, and shit, right? And that's just cute until the niggas dead. And that's like okay, if Lamar Odom uh, was to pass away, it's like what was them jokes for, man? It's like you fired off mad jokes about this nigga being on drugs and like now he's dead. And it's like okay, well. That lets you know that that shit is no joke. That's not right. something to play around with. Right. That shit is so fucked up, man. I I just you know, as knowing people that, you know, that's that's been addicted to drugs, you know, my you know, so my dad has been my dad had battled that for years, but 
Well, my mom had, you know, a drug addiction years ago. I remember when, uh, no, no, Odom hasn't died yet that we know of. Um, I remember my mom going to, like, N.A. classes and stuff. And this is when I didn't know what the fuck N.A. was. I just remember my mom bringing home, like, these N.A. books and shit. All I saw was N.A. Because if you ever know anybody who have, you went to, like, A.A. or N.A. classes, they get their books. There's nothing specifically saying, I'm a fucking alcoholic or I'm addicted to... Like, I didn't know... I didn't realize that it was, like, nar- narcotics anonymous. Like, I didn't know what the fuck narcotics... I was, like, 9 or 10 or some shit. Right. But I just remember the books my mom had. I remember, like, the... The keychain, could they give you like keychains and things like that? Keychain. Like, they what? would give you like keychains for like different accomplishments and stuff like that. Oh, so like, you're like, like staying three off weeks of sober, a, yeah, okay, you're yeah, a month yeah, yeah. sober, you're two months sober, stuff okay. like that. Like, uh, my best friend's mom, she, she's, um, I think she's maybe 20 or 25 years sober. Um, did they have that on Breaking Bad? I think, I don't know why that sounds familiar. I think they did. I feel like there was some show that was popular where they kind of had something for that, but go ahead. But yeah, so she, I think she has like this, this pennant or something where it shows, you know, you get these compliments for every like, you know, uh, monumental year or some shit like that. But I remember seeing my mom with these books and the keychains and all that stuff. I didn't really realize until years, years later that she was actually going through shit and actually went through classes and all that shit. And, you know, you know, thank God, you know, it's been many, I was like nine or ten Ish, I think, and you know, now you like old as fuck. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying? so she's been good. You know, what I'm saying, but yeah, man. So I don't know. I just think the jokes is fucking crass as hell. You know, I hope shit work out for him, but I don't know. I don't know if it's just the people in the circle that's been fucked up, that's not been helped. But I, I, I did learn from my dad that no matter how many people are in your circle that really wants you to stop, you really gotta want that shit for yourself. You can't, you can't, you know. Do it for your kids, you know. When my my sister had my nephew, I was like, well, maybe my my dad was like, man, I got a grandson, I should stop doing shit like this. But you know, the addiction shit is real, man. This shit is fucked up too, cause it tears families apart, man. Yeah, I don't really know too much about it. Like I've had family members who've been addicted, but I haven't had the the whole. I haven't gone through the whole process of like, you know, let's get this person off of this. Let's have uh, interventions, and right, right, I don't really right. know anything about that. I have, I've had uncles who have been into it heavy, but I don't really know. I haven't really felt the effects of it in any kind of way. Right. But I, you don't have to to know that that like somebody like Lamar Odom who is who is going through shit. It's like on the surface you look at it like NBA superstar, and he's like out here doing all this crazy shit. He's out here at whorehouses, and he's out here fucking, and he's out here. Taking all these drugs, and you look at it as like a crazy, wild ass life. And then it's like, it's almost like there's two sides to the story. It's like you got the side where he's like out here wilding, and you think like, oh, he's being irresponsible. But when, it, when you get down to the nitty gritty and you realize that somebody has a problem, and then even farther down the road, you realize that this person might die from this problem. Right. It's, it's a totally different story, yeah. man. And you realize that they, they can't help themselves. Like they need like help. Like it's you, not like And you he, think you look at somebody like that, you feel like somebody like Lamar Odom should be able to get that help. And if if somebody like Lamar Odom can't get the Because uh, 'cause I'm not I'm not gonna say can't pay for it because he obviously can. So even if you're in a situation where you're somebody like Lamar Odom and you have the money 
to pay for whatever treatment or whatever you need and for whatever reasons you still can't overcome that situation, that should help put into perspective a regular motherfucker situation. Right, right. Like if if Lamar Odom, somebody who has the money to get the best treatment in the world and he's still living that life and he ultimately ends up in the hospital from it or possibly dead from it, like that should let you know that if you're a regular motherfucker who is hooked on whatever, that you can't just wish that shit away. Like, yeah, I'm dedicated to getting sober, so I'm going to do this. And then people are like, well, he should be more dedicated to this shit, and he should be more focused. It's like it's not right. that simple. It's not that cut and dry or black and white. And it's if if things were to end for him in a poor way, I think that will help people realize that it's not as simple as a simple desire to to get off of whatever it is that you want. Right. Or it's it's just not so cut and dry. Right. Like you can have the resources, but it's more to it than that. And I don't even know. Like I have no idea what it takes. But if you look at somebody like Lamar Odom who has the resources to help himself get better or who, who at the very least has the money to get right. the resources. He has the, he, he has the opportunity. He, oh, yeah. What does that say for random Joe Blow off the street who's trying to get better? Well, you know, I, I would say, you know, my, my dad would probably fall in the category of the regular Joe Bro, you know, not being able to code a job, you know, uh, things of that nature. And there, there are still many of programs. My dad was in a, 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 a outpatient program at a place over – like uh, like Burt Road and Grand River area. In that area, they have like uh, a lot of they they turn like uh like large homes into like you know uh alcohol or uh, drug treatment centers and stuff like that. So we used to go visit them over there all the time, and you know you have the other guys who are there and things like that. So it's like there are there are opportunities, there are you know facilities, there are things of that nature, but. It still takes, you know, a lot of a lot of strong will to, you know, get out of that. And, you know, I've seen it on both sides. I've seen my mom who, you know, was in, you know, uh drug uh, uh narcotics anonymous um classes and she was able to get through it shit and haven't had issues since. You know, and then I see my dad who, you know, struggled, been through different stuff. He was in jail a lot, you know, uh doing treatments in jail, got out, things like that. You thought things were great. Got married, all this stuff, and then it happens. You know what I'm saying? Then it ultimately happens to the point where there's no coming back from it. So, you know, you get, I've seen both sides of it, and, you know, you just don't know. It's just, it's really, you know, case by case. There's no, you know, set thing to how that shit, you know what I'm saying, works. So, I don't know, man. I hope he pulls through, man. But, you know, there's so many people on so many, you know, levels of it just, you know, not nearly as famous, not nearly. You know the resources and can you know get through it, and the same people who you know struggle and die through it that has all the resources in the world. So, but yeah. So yeah, on a uh, less lighter, somber note. Yeah, less somber note. So speaking on um, use of, uh, of, I would say overuse of stuff. So there was this chick <laughs> like, speaking on drug. Speaking of Periscope, there was this chick. Who was using Periscope to, uh, I guess, drink and drive. And she was recording the whole thing. And she ended up fucking getting arrested. 
Uh, I guess people who were watching their Periscope was somehow they contacted the police, and because uh, there's an option on Periscope where you could post where you have a uh, anybody can see your post anywhere in the world, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I guess they were somehow contacted, contacted the police, and the police was able to use her locations that she was driving to find her and shit. Like, how fucking dumb can you fucking be to know that you fucked up and you decided to just drive and fucking fucking periscope? Like, that had to be the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> like, I had a DUI years ago. I couldn't imagine just sitting there recording the shit if I'm, like, driving around. Like, what the fuck, dude? When was your DUI? Uh, oh, nine. Okay, mine was in 2005. Oh, shit. That was a, that was a long yeah. time ago. 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago in May. So it's been over 10 years. Was it here in Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, West Bloomfield? Telegraph and, like, Maple Row area? Oh, shit. Yeah. Nasty. All right, so my battery's dying. So uh, for people on the uh, Periscope, you can... Uh, Fire I was actually pot. about to actually hop on Periscope and try to, like, set up some shit. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I think it should be good. Let me actually look. I'm trying to figure out actually, how to work no, I'm it. Good. I'm, not, I'm still not good at working it, but I'm trying to work it. But, yeah. Uh, you trying to, like, watch it? Or you no, I'm trying to, like, just get it started. Like, trying to figure out how to work it. I'm still very, uh, very new to it. Uh, how do you switch the camera? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? What the fuck just happened? Did my phone just die? Your phone probably died. That's funny. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm talking about mine did and your shit dies. <laughs> yeah, it died. But it died early. Like, it's time for me to swap this phone out, but I didn't bring my cord. Fuck. Okay, well, no periscope for me. <laughs> I didn't bring my yeah. cord. So, that was it. Anyway, uh, so uh, last night was the uh, Democratic debates. Um, oh yeah, yeah, good time. I I wasn't watching initially at first. I was watching other shit, and then I I kept seeing tweets about it, and I'm like, "Fuck, I want to catch it now." So, uh, end up logging in, kind of like midway through. Uh, I don't know. I was torn. I didn't really. I couldn't really gauge a winner. I don't think it really was a winner. Uh, but what were, I, what were your perceptions on what you saw? Because I I would imagine that. Your, because I, I I feel like I like to get I like to get your opinion because I feel like it's not to say like you're like shitty on uh, but politics. I am. I am though. I am I am lesser. If I had to pick between that, me and you, I would probably pick your opinion of, of politics before mine. But that helps because it, it makes me wonder. So if you if you're novice as far as like uh, watching politics or whatever, what what vibe did you get when you watched that? When you watch that deba- that debate, as someone who is, I would guess, is new completely to Bernie Sanders and fairly new to Hillary Clinton, as far as basically you might look at her as like, "Hey, this is Bill Clinton's wife, well, and she's done whatever in the interim." I mean, well, if I had to pick up, if I had to pick someone, I would probably support over the other. I would probably pick uh, Bernie over Hillary uh, because. He seemed more, I don't know, he seemed more genuine. He seemed more knowledgeable of things. He seemed more, he seemed more, I don't know, 
I don't know, vague, qualified. Saying qualified just seemed to be vague, but I think he seemed more qualified to to handle more issues than she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I guess the problem with me is that I get turned when a person says certain certain. I don't know. They like for instance, she really kept pushing. It was almost like she really kept pushing the whole women president thing mm-hmm. through a lot of it, and I felt like that's not going to help you be a good president being the only woman. President, right. and I felt that she kept pushing it to the point where she wasn't really pushing what she can do as a better president, and so that kind of turned me off with her. Um, but I don't know. I kind of just i I kind of favor Bernie Sanders a lot more. <laughs> I I don't even remember the other three. Was it Kathy Webb? Is it Kathy? I don't know. Webb was one of the guys. The only reason I remember Webb because his neck looked funny. Like I felt his neck had like it's like his shirt was too tight, and so it <laughs> so almost his neck felt, was like spilling over to the collar. It and almost shit. felt like it, I, I I think I I and I think I tweeted something like his uh, neck looking like a bought up fitted sheet. Like it was all like <laughs> like like really compacted and shit and so forth. I don't know. I didn't really care for him, so I get I, I kept getting distracted by his neck. And so it was Webb. I think that was him. I think it was. Is was, was it, was it a, a, a Mally or there was somebody named Mally something? Mally something. Mally. Oh, I'm gonna say O'Malley. I think it was O'Malley. I think uh, so too. Webb, and then I think Kathy or something. That sounds like right. That. Yeah. Uh, but they they asked a question. It was like, so do someone asked a question in the audience about Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. and. Bernie straight up was like Black Lives Do Matter, like they were, and Hillary kind of danced around it, saying she said some shit that she didn't. She implied that it may matter, it could matter possibly, but she didn't <laughs> say it. And then the rest, and then one of the dudes was like, "All lives matter." And I can't. I think it was Webb or Kathy. I can't remember which one. Yeah. And I was just like, that was just a straightforward answer. Like you know, I think for people, for someone who wanted to. Really gained uh, the black vote. I think Bernie Sanders he, he pushed it. Like I don't think that Hillary really, really, really gave a fuck if that answer really would made a difference for her. I think that I feel like that question was poorly stated because it was it was presented in a way where you have to you have to take a side and. The guy who the guy who posed the question because it was like a uh, I guess a viewer question or whatever. The guy who posed the question said, "Do Black Lives Matter or do all lives matter?" And you, the way that's worded, you sound like a shithead if you say Black Lives Matter because it almost undermines the entire theme. Because the people who support Black Lives Matter, the whole point is not Black Lives Matter specifically, like just Black Lives Matter. The point, the point is that Black Lives Matter in the sense of like, hey, don't forget about us. We matter too. You, you all tend to exclude us, and we let you. We, we want to let you guys know that Black Lives Matter. But in the way that that question was phrased, Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter, you sound like a shithead. You say Black Lives Matter because it makes it sound like you just you only think Black Lives Matter. In the rea- in the reality, yes, all lives matter, but that undermines the movement. That's not what it's about. The idea is that black lives are are forgotten or disregarded or, or are lesser than other lives. But um, 
Bernie just was flat out like, yeah, Black Lives Matter, and he he said what he had to say. The for the for the debate for me, um, as far as the Black Lives Matter portion of it goes, it was it was a very tricky situation because you you have to you kind of have to say that Black Lives Matter, but the way it was worded, you kind of. It's like all lives matter, yes, but the point is that black lives matter in the sense of like we have to state that black lives matter because if we don't, or not if we don't, but the way that shit is operating right now, they don't matter. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like a notification almost, like hey, we matter too. But as far as the debate goes, um, for me. I've been watching Bernie Sanders for a very, very long time. And he's been on the same shit the entire duration that I've seen him. He's been on the same shit. He's wanted to make sure that basically that the middle class has a say. He wants to make sure that uh, the the upper class, the top 1%, isn't in control of all wealth and that the middle class is a factor. And he's saying that the, the middle class is dying and that the middle class needs to get back into the, into the swing of things and that, that they need to be a factor. And his, his, uh, his, his beliefs are, I don't want to say controversial because they're true, but there, it's, it's it's almost like Bernie Sanders speaks for the kind of people who don't really have a say, and he speaks for the kind of people who like if you support Bernie Sanders, you don't really. These are the kind of people who don't really vote. These are the kind of people who don't really have an impact on elections, mm. and he speaks for the people who who matter, but who also aren't really. Who, they're not really the people that the vast majority of politicians are are really gonna are reach out to. So I feel like he speaks really really good shit, but he's not really gonna reach the people that like he the people he reaches are the people who need to be out there voting, but they're really not. And like he he had a really good showing, and he said the same shit that he's been saying for the entire time that I've seen him. But the the only the only problem with the the whole Bernie Sanders thing is like I feel like he doesn't have the support that he needs, and the problem with that is that the support that he needs is the vast majority of Americans. These are people who who will benefit from his policies. These are people who he speaks to. But right. these are also the people who aren't watching shit like that. These right. are people who don't know that he speaks for them. These are the people who. So they're so destitute that they don't even really know that this is this is the kind of guy who speaks for them, and it's it's. I feel like he oh doesn't God. really. Oh, so I think about the 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 people who uh, the Black Lives Matter folks who ran up on his his campaign and was like, you don't yeah, realize it's he's exactly actually, he's actually talking about you, like right. It's exactly it's like you are level interrupting the guy that's that's here for you. Like this is right. the guy that's speaking the shit that you. That you want to say the the shit that you want to spread across, 
and you out here interrupting him, you'd be out here interrupting these fucking uh, Donald Trump and shit like that. Why aren't you at Donald Trump's rally? And this is aside from the fact that there's all these conspiracies about their actual real real motivations. Aside from that, this is the guy that you need to be out here supporting, not the guy that you need to be out here interrupting. Right, right. And I feel like his his policies are are what we need, but I also feel like his policies aren't aren't reaching the people that it, that it needs to reach because these people aren't really out here like that. So, would say he 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 makes the he he becomes the Democratic. Uh, Candidate, mm-hmm. do you strictly vote for him just because he's a Democrat, or do you weigh the Republican? Depending, no, on I would. Republican? I would vote for him because Bernie Sanders has said the kind of shit that needs to be said. Like he gets up there and he says the shit that's that really needs to be said. I would, I would vote for Bernie Sanders regardless of anybody. Like I've been a big Bernie Sanders supporter for. a very long time. If he was running up against Obama, I would vote for Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's not really like it's not really like I would vote I would vote for Bernie Sanders as opposed to the Republicans. I would vote for Bernie Sanders. Period. But he, I I just feel like he's so not over the top, but like he's so he's almost like a, a um. An acquired taste, per se. Like, you kind of really got to know what's going on to really to really connect with him. And the people who need to vote for him aren't really in the know like that. These are the kind of people who just, they don't really pay attention to politics like that. So they don't really know that he's out there to support what they want. And they're not out there voting. His whole, his whole uh, spiel was about... Uniting everybody and getting more voter turnout and getting more enthusiasm for the Democratic Party and the people that need to be supporting him don't really know about that. So he's a, he's a great great candidate. Watching the debate, though, I do feel like Hillary Clinton had Hillary Clinton had a better showing than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Her 2008 showing was pretty poor, but she did a really great job. She had some great moments. Um. If Hillary Clinton were to win the Democratic nomination, I would vote for her. But it would be more of a... I don't want to say lesser of two evils because she's not an evil. But it would be kind of more like, this is the best option. Whereas Bernie Sanders has always stood for what I believe in. So I I absolutely love Bernie Sanders. and, And I would love for him to get the nomination. But I mean, it's tough because we we got to see really where the people who don't really vote who he stands for where they're are they going to come out or not? You know. Well, that's what I fear because I think that the people who don't really vote already did it. Like the people already who don't what? vote, like they voted for Obama uh-huh. in initial term. Like I think he, I don't know the stats and I've never looked it up, but I think that he probably got the most people that were not likely to vote because he was black. Right. So when I remember going and I've, you know, Bernie vote, Sanders doesn't have that advantage. No, he doesn't. And he doesn't have an advantage. Exactly. That's why I think he wouldn't get that. Like if Bernie Sanders was Bernard Sanders, you know, Bernard <laughs> Jenkins and shit, you know <laughs> I was saying, Bernard Jameson. you know what I'm saying? He would get that. You know, I remember going to vote for other presidents, you know, and, you know, being uh, old enough to vote. 
And remember seeing the we were old enough to vote during the Bill Clinton administration, right? Exactly, <laughs> um, and seeing the people who came out of that, which the lines were like bare versus when I went to vote for Obama, the lines were around the fucking corner on Puritan and the Lodge, right? You know what I'm saying? In pre- predominantly black neighborhoods, and they haven't been there since. And let's not talk about primary votes and shit like that. But that's a whole other story. Right? But they were there, so it's like. He's not going to get that because I don't think people really. I think Obama's first term was a novelty vote. It was people who just wanted to see a black president. They didn't give a fuck. He could have been saying, "We cutting help. We cutting welfare. We're, <laughs> we're taking chicken off menus." They was just like, you know what? He's black. Fuck it. We voting for fucking Obama because he's black. But you know, I think the second for Popeyes biscuits. I, I, I would. I would. I would. I would definitely say that I don't know like I say don't know stats but I would say that probably the the second term he didn't get as ne- probably nearly the votes that he probably got from the black uh community uh that he got from the the, the initial time. Yeah, they were probably chilling after the fact. Like he'd get it, the white folks would do it. Yeah, Fuck we're good. It. We don't need to. Yeah, we ain't, I, I ain't getting up that early to go vote for this <laughs> nigga. So let me go watch Empire. <laughs> right, right. Empire exactly. wasn't on, but whatever. Right, right, right. <laughs> it didn't exist, but whatever. But yeah, I'm going to watch Empire. That's my point. Fuck this shit. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I, I still don't know who I would vote for if, um, I'm, I don't want to vote for Donald Trump, no matter what fucking happens. Wait, well, that's not an option. Did he? Did he get? No, I mean, if he, if he, even if he does get the Republican nomination, somebody's going to get the Democratic nomination. So you can vote for whoever the Democrat person is. You don't have to vote. Right? For it's almost Trump. like I feel like whoever the Demi- the Democratic person comes out, whoever it is, going to be better. They're going to be better. Yes, they, it's really getting down to the nitty gritty. It's going to be either Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton. So either one of them is better than Donald Trump. So either way, one of us. Well, either way, both of us are going to be casting our vote for either Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton. Right. It's just a matter of which one it is. Which one? Right. Ain't nobody about to be. Ain't neither one of us about to be voting for ain't nobody got Donald time Trump. For that. Ain't nobody got time. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. So let's see where we at. Oh shit, we're early. We're good. We got a minute and seventeen. But I think you mean an hour and seventeen? Minute. I don't know. Why the fuck <laughs> I said a minute and seventeen. Hour and seventeen. Um, I must be high. A minute and seventeen minutes. Right, <laughs> we right, talk about right. all this shit. And <laughs> yeah. So um, the seventy-seven seconds. Right. <laughs> let's see. So I was thinking. Uh, I was going through shit. We were talking about music earlier, and I was uh, wanting to know, like, what. What well, like what 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 current music you fucking with right now? Like, Nothing. What do you like? What are you digging? Nothing. Nothing. Like <laughs> no, I, no. Seriously, I really don't have anything that I really fuck with. I mean, I haven't really been listening to a lot of music lately. I, I'm on. I mainly listen to podcasts at work. I don't really. I don't know. I don't really listen to no shit. I don't even really know what's really popping right now. So. I'm typically a. I don't really search for new music, new people, and stuff like that. And I see people tweet or post stuff on Facebook, post post stuff on Twitter about certain groups and things of that nature. And I'm always leery because I hear this shit. And I'm like, man, this just this is like 
strange nigga Twitter who's tweeting this shit. Like it's not like it's this group of Twitter people that I I I think that I follow that always has this strange music taste or something. Like it's always some weird shit. Okay, that's different. And so uh, it's this one group that I've been hearing about and I've been reluctant to listen, and just because their their name was weird. I'm exhibiting side eye right now. Like, okay, where's this going? Right. So, okay. So, uh, and sidebar, I think we do on with our podcast. We we kind of do shit sometimes where we don't tell the other person what we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. So I know Mike has done it plenty of times where he would not mention shit. He was <laughs> yeah, do it all the time. And I'll be like, and I don't have that moment as much as he does because I don't have like <laughs> too much interest in shit to talk about. So, like, so <laughs> listen to the child molester group. Right. Right. <laughs> so. So I'm probably just about so, to go south so, real quick. So, so, so me and Jared was chilling and shit, right? Like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, so I've I've been for at least the last good maybe six months. I've been hearing stuff from this one group, and I really hope I pronounce their name right because oh, I have this thing where I don't pronounce names right because I never heard what their name sound like like verbally, <laughs> and so you right. know, that's kind of like last week when I uh, uh, pr- uh, mispronounced Temecula. Oh, uh, and Timmy Kula. <laughs> my cousin. That was my, stupidest fucking shit I've ever heard. My cousin texted me. He said, uh, hold on, I'm going to the text because it was so funny when he sent this shit. Said, you dumb as fuck. I hope that's what he said. Uh, well, Timmy yeah, Kula. I think it was, it was, it was implied that you, you, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, he was cool. He said, uh, what the fuck? I'm going back to this text. He said something like, you could call me Mr. Timmy Cooler or something. I was like, fuck. Man. But, so yeah, so uh, the group is called, I believe the pronunciation is... Unshaved Asian Pussy. Right. No, I think that's the translation. <laughs> um, hiatus Coyote. Have you ever heard of them before? <laughs> no. Uh those are both real words, though. That's yeah. Uh, hiatus but, and coyote. Those but are coyote real words. Is not I mean, it's not spelt like coyote. coyote I believe uh, it's it's spelled K A I Y O T E. Coyote. That still seems like coyote. Yeah, yeah. Co- yeah. I can see that being coyote. Um. So I've been introduced to that group, and they are uh, pretty pretty good. Uh, I like their their. I don't even know how to. How to describe them? I'm gonna say, what kind of music do they make? <sighs> well, I'm on their Wikipedia <laughs> that, that page. That side lets me know that. I'm on their Wikipedia page, and uh, it's they say hiatus, hiatus, coyote makes a lot of electronic pop is a future <laughs> soul quartet formed in Melbourne, Australia. But they're pretty good. Uh, I like them a lot. Um, another group that I've was reluctant on uh, listening to, and I found out about was the the group the Internet. I've heard of them, but I don't. I haven't heard anything from them. Their album, their latest album, is dope. What kind of music do they make? They're like soul. I feel like that sounded like a almost like an ad, like a a weird like home shopping network ad. Like I'm listening to uh, Internet. What kind of music do they make? But <laughs> their group, it felt very disingenuous. Their band, I guess, from what I'm reading now, their band consists of Odd Future, oh, and some other folks. I don't know who the fuck they are, but they're actually cool. I like their group. I like their album. I, I would, I would uh, implore you to 
Uh, but what kind of music do they make? It's like soul, neo soul-ish. Neo soul-ish. But I won't say totally, that's why I say ish, because it's not totally neo soul, but it has a soul, a neo soul-ish feel to it. Um, but their latest album is called... www. Their latest album is called <laughs> Ego Death, and that came out in June. So they're called the internet, but they don't put www dot yeah. something in their, but all, their probably, all their albums, right? Yeah. And they had a, I think they're from what I'm looking at, their first album was uh, in uh, 2011 called uh, Purple Naked Ladies, and then <laughs> they had an album in 2013 called Feel Good, and album now it's called Ego Death, and the the lead singer she doesn't look like she sounds okay. Like she has a real like soulful like, uh, what's the girl Groove Theory? You remember the Groove, do you remember theory. The group, groove That sounds groove really theory? familiar. I'm not. I'm not. I know that I know a song you know, of theirs. You know that you know, but I don't know what it is. That sounds familiar. Like she, groove. I don't know why Groove Theory was the first name uh, that that. They came to mind, but I know you know. I know. I know you. Like you say, I know you know. Like I know you know who Groove Theory is. I know. I know that name, but I can't think of where where I know the name from. I feel like it's like old school, like nineties shit or something. Yeah, I, I'm pissed. As soon as I click a YouTube video to play this fucking shit, a fucking advertisement plays. I hate that <laughs> shit. Yo, now, you know what I've noticed lately? Is that websites? Okay, so when the internet first started having like pop up ads, the group? it'll be no, it's totally oh, not totally unrelated, <laughs> but semi unrelated. But when you have uh, when you go on a website, they would have pop up ads like the shit that would just pop up and you can click it off. It was irrit- it was a minor irritation, but it was an irritation. Click this pop up ad off. Keep doing what you're doing. Then some piece of shit invented the pop over ads where that shit was like actually like on the website. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a separate window that you could click off. It would open in your in your window of whatever you're trying to look at. You got to click it off. More annoying, whatever. The past couple of days, I've encountered situations where it was popover ads, but it had a timer on the X to click it off. So like the shit would like slide onto the screen, and you could tell it was like a popover ad, but you couldn't just click it off because the where the X would be at had a timer that would count down from 10 to 0. Oh, fuck that. Man, they... How old oh, I hate now, have that you, shit. No, but have you seen... Uh, like A lot of local papers have been doing this. Lo- local uh, sites been doing this. If you click on their site, they make you fill out a... Uh, yeah, like, like, a, like a survey to, or some shit. To view the rest of the ad. Yeah. That shit. Oh, I hate that shit. But, uh... So, this is... Uh, um, groove Theory. Sound sucks on this thing. I know this song. You should know this song. Yeah, I know this song. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, so how does Groove Theory relate to the internet? Well, that's that's who I first thought about when I thought about the chick. Oh, so it's not the same person. It no, 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 it's not oh, the same okay. person. So okay. now this is the, the song from uh, uh, the internet. 
Um, and once her, I guess her voice come in. I just that's who I thought about initially. They probably don't even sound like, but that's who that's who voice kind of you know. Now are you familiar with the chick? The chick from uh, Grill Theory, what she looks like? Possibly. I mean, not right now, but <laughs> if you could say something that would trigger the memory, maybe. Light skin, long, uh, kind of long, crinkly hair. I don't know. I, I <laughs> Marsha Ambrosius? I don't know. No, <laughs> I don't no, know. No, no. <laughs> Definitely much better. Uh, I forget. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Shade? All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come Definitely way fine with that bitch. Oh, damn. All right. <laughs> yeah, because she's not. Uh, Marsha Bros. is not attractive. <laughs> uh, damn. Groove Theory. I forget. Damn, I forget her name. I could just hear uh, Mr. Monotone like, it's such and such. <laughs> uh, what the fuck is her name? Speaking of Mr. Monotone, while he's looking this up, we are, I'm going to scan through uh, a couple of Amil- tracks. Amila Rue. I know that name. Damn, I'm, I'm like great with like recognizing shit, but not being ever connected to anything. Like, I know that name, but where do I know it from? Well, it's, it got to be from uh, <laughs> from Groove Theory. But I mean, I can't connect it to a, a song other than like the song you just played. I know that song you played, but... Oh yeah, she fine. Yeah. But uh <laughs> Yeah, um speaking of Mr. Monotone though, we are considering changing the intro music to a Mr. Yeah, Monotone track. So I got a beef, but go ahead. Hey, yeah, well, no, no, you go ahead. <laughs> you got a beef. That's that's way more interesting than whatever I was about to say. <laughs> so last week I'm like, hey man, we talk about this music shit, you know, you like talking hey. about Mr. Monotone. No, I'm talking about you. Oh, yeah. okay. So oh, we talk about music shit, you like uh yeah, we got these beats that, you know, Mr. Uh, Monotone want to uh, possibly let us use and shit. So then, I listen to y'all podcast, you and Bree, and I'm like, this motherfucker got the beat already. What the <laughs> fuck? We ain't got no beat on our shit, but they got the beat on their shit, and it was dope <laughs> as fuck, too. I was more pissed, like, man, that'd be dope as fuck. Like, damn, we could have used that shit, but cool. We used it at some point. No, he sent me probably, I would say a strong 8 to 10 beats. I chose that beat specifically because I felt like it had a very comic bookish type vibe. So that's a chick from the internet. That's no. a girl? <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. Know. Okay. So, but they sound I think they sound kind of similar. I thought that was Michael Beasley. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, cool. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. But anyway, so yeah. So the, yeah, beat he, uh, the beat's dope as fuck though. Well, yeah, I thought it was dope. I thought I thought it fit a comic book vibe, but he sent me like ten beats. So like the other ones, I'm trying to figure out which one I want to use for this podcast. So like I was gonna look at those, and I was thinking like not this episode, but the next can episode. A, can you send a nigga the beats though? Like oh yeah yeah yeah. But like I I I wanna I'm putting more thought into what one to use for this because the one that I use for the comic book podcast. I think it was fit. the only one that I thought fit that I podcast. Fit. I mean, and we definitely got more something to fit though. So yeah, I thought I, I listen. I don't listen to podcasts because one, I don't watch the show, and I'm thinking like maybe I should watch the show before I start listening to the podcast. But I did listen to the intro, and I thought the beat was dope as fuck. Shout out to Mr. Monato. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, he sent me a, a handful of beats, and like that one, I thought was good for that podcast. And when I responded to him, I told him I was like, I feel like. All these beats are dope. And this wasn't just me saying that to him because I know him. I, I legit thought that all those beats were dope. But I told him that I think this specific one 
is good for the comic book podcast and all the other ones are in consideration for the what up though podcast so yeah i want to like i think the thing is soundcloud is really cracking down on fucking copyrighted beats and all right. that shit and i just i fear today we're going to look up and all our fucking episodes are gone right because we use the dylan beat Exactly, and so I was like, I've been thinking that lately, like, man. Because it's this one DJ that I follow on uh, Twitter. His whole fucking uh, he does a lot of like uh, error mixes and shit. Mm-hmm. Dope as fuck. He does like a '90s hip hop mix where he does all '90s <laughs> hip hop or '90. Actually, he does he he does year. Uh, once a year, like he does beat songs like ninety eight. Oh, okay, yeah, and he yeah, does yeah. a whole mix of that shit. That'd and be dope. I, I fear the day, like man, we gonna wake up and all that shit is like, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying gone and shit. Although we have all of the copies that we can always upload on some right. other platform if we can. But it would take a long time. But if that were to happen, I believe that I have mo. I, I I wouldn't say all of the originals. I have all of them, but I'll, I'll I would say at least I have I have, have, I have the a very strong majority, yeah, like up until them, very I, very like, recently. I them from drop oh, dropboxes because my my uh, memory was uh was cut when I exactly lost uh this uh, pro, um promotion. But I have all of the episodes on that right. Page, yeah, so. I, I might not have them all in Dropbox, but I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah, I have all of them up so. until when you started uploading them. Yeah. I probably have all the original episodes, so yeah, it would take I time. Would sending them to you, but I, I have all of them. So. Yeah, so it yeah. would take time, but I could I could take all the previous episodes and put the new music to them. But uh, uh yeah, I, I want to skim through the other beats that he sent me and decide. Which one would be better? Will will be best used for this podcast? Like I said, I'm gonna send them to you. But like, yeah, he he sent me a few, and like all the rest of them are like it. It was probably like eight to ten beats. So it's like I didn't want to just be like, hey, we're just gonna use this one and just do it right away. Well, cool. Like I, I had that one I that I thought we, fit I the other podcast. Have, I think we got some options though. You know, I, um, we have I, I know a couple of guys that you know I know that uh, does beats which is cool, cool. I know we can always. I think we're in a circle. We have a circle of folks that we can always get get beats from. So right. Um, I uh, and I I did a I did a photo shoot with a local dude. His name is a. Uh, uh, his name is Peace of Mind, mm-hmm. and uh, I did a photo shoot for his uh, album cover. Um, and he has his album, this beat tape coming out called uh, "Drum Addict," and it's it's probably coming out in November, I think. Um, but I thought about him as well, and I got a couple of cats, a couple other cats as well. So I think we got options, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to hearing some of. Um, um, Mr. Monito stuff, but that because I was looking like, man, this nigga got the beat already. But that beat sound dope as fuck, and I think it fits, you know, y'all uh, y'all podcast. Yeah, it, 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 it was definitely kind of like it fit. I, yeah, I, I, I thought, I, yeah, I just fit. I told him I thought that that beat fit fit the comic book theme of that podcast, and literally all the other ones I felt fit this podcast. So it was like, let me put a little bit more thought into one for this podcast because that was the only one that I really considered for the other podcast. So, so talk about your, uh, your new podcast. Basically, it's just about... I mean, I, I talked about it before, but it basically is just about the influx of comic book-based TV shows that are happening right now. So the idea is... Basically, it, it's, it's basically your typical TV show podcast, but we're going to talk about... Uh, I mean, your basic... Uh, uh, yeah, comic book... No, your basic TV show podcast, but focused on 
shit that's based on comic books. So, so like the, the Flash. Name of the podcast is um, Earth's Mightiest Cast, and the idea was, um, it's called well, it's called B Rock and Tipsy present Earth's Mightiest Podcast, and the idea is that she's B Rock Steady, I'm Tipsy Russell, and Earth's Mightiest Cast is a play off the. Uh, I can't think of what you would call it, but like almost like the, uh, like a subtitle type name for the Avengers. Like the Avengers are known as the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I think it is, or Earth's Mightiest Something. I think, okay. whatever. And so I, I said Earth's Mightiest Podcast, but Earth's Mightiest Podcast is already taken. So I just made it Earth's Mightiest Cast with an apostrophe. Okay. So th- yeah, that's what it is. And and we've only put out one episode so far, and it talked about the season premieres of The Flash and Arrow from last week. Okay. So The Flash aired its second episode of season two last night, and its second and Arrow aired its second episode of season four today. So our next episode is going to be about those two episodes, and when I get caught up on Gotham. And Agents of Shield, we're gonna add that in, and then when um, how you been liking Gotham so far? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't seen none of this season? No, none of this season. Shit, it's dope. So yeah, I got to get on this season. So yeah. I I got about I think three episodes of each for this season, but then I also have about four or five episodes from last season of Agents of Shield to get caught up on. So we're gonna add those in when I get caught up, and then when uh when Netflix puts out uh. Jessica Jones in November. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do um, uh, Daredevil season two when that drops next year. We're gonna do um, oh shit, I'm forgetting something. Um, oh, Supergirl starts on CBS at the end of the month. We're gonna we're gonna do that. Uh, we're gonna do um, there's something else I'm forgetting too. But yeah, so, basically comic book based TV shows. So I, I've noticed that, and I don't, cause I don't watch a lot of comic book shows. Uh, but I've noticed, you know, as an influx of just podcasts in general, there there have been a few uh, comic book based podcasts and stuff like that. How do you guys like plan to like set yours apart from a lot of the ones that are already you know happening? Because a lot of the ones that are out right now are based on either a specific show or they're kind of just like comic books in general. Ours is going to be focused on specifically the comic book-based TV shows. And I haven't really seen any any ones that are based on the TV shows as a whole because the, the market right now for Marvel and DC is very heavy on the movies. So if you want to get a podcast on Marvel as a whole or DC as a whole, or the movie as a whole, there's a pretty big market for that. But I don't think there's really a big market right now for the TV shows, because the TV shows aren't quite hitting the way the movies are. So, And then there's so many new ones on deck, especially with Netflix putting out original series for different lesser-known uh, characters or groups. And then you got, like I said, CBS is hopping on with Supergirl, uh the CW has uh, Air on the Flash. They got uh, Legends of... Uh, what's it? Legends of... Oh, oh God. I'm, I hate when I can't quite remember what it is. 
Legends of Tomorrow, I think it is. Okay. They got that dropping. Um, and I, like we already mentioned, uh, Gotham is on Fox. Uh, Agents of Shield is on ABC. They got uh, Agent Carter on ABC, which was a really, really good season one premiere that they had uh, mid-season last year. That they're coming back with a season two. We're going to talk about that. So it's it's really going to be focused on the TV shows, which are really, really hitting right now. Well, not they're not hitting right now, but they're on the cusp of hitting right now. Like Daredevil was incredibly popular. Agents of Shield is getting pretty popular. Uh, the Flash is incredibly popular. Arrow's incredibly popular. But then there's like an influx of new ones that are coming out. So we're kind of trying to get in on the ground floor of these new ones that are popping. Seeing that the TV show aspect of Marvel and DC is really popping off right now. It's on the cusp of getting big. So we're right, trying to get right. on the ground floor of that. So, yeah, that, that's that's what we're doing right now. So um, in a couple of days, we're going to record and have... Uh, the second episode of Flash and Arrow, and then hopefully, um, if things work out well for me, I can get caught up on Agents of Shield and Gotham, and we can add that in. So yeah, that's where that's where that's going. It, it was the first episode was pretty cool. So it was a a good conversation. Um, both both shows had pretty interesting premieres. I didn't think either of them was that good per se. I felt like they were. I would say fairly standard, mediocre premieres, but I really liked the Flash episode that aired last night, and I'm seeing good things on Twitter about the Arrow episode that aired tonight, so it could be a really good uh, really good next episode for that, uh, for that podcast. So I'm looking forward to it, and it's something I'm passionate about. I really enjoy. My son said that he, actually, my son said that he wanted to be on the podcast. How are you going to do that? I, I could just have him there when, when we record it, and... Uh, the Flash, you know, all the uh, superheroes have their, you know, standard uh, identity. You know, Superman is Clark Kent and Batman is Bruce Wayne and mm-hmm. The Flash is Barry Allen. And I call I call my son Buddy and I told him that he could be on the podcast and then we call him Buddy Allen. <laughs> so That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he like he like he really liked that, so um He has his moniker. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna have him. Uh, I want to have him on, probably, not in the next recording, but probably the one after that. I hope, just have him on, just probably for a hot second, just to, I don't know, say whatever he wants to say. So he didn't think, just like me, he didn't think the first episode of The Flash was that good, but he really enjoyed last night's episode. So, uh, yeah, it, it'll be a good time. It's a good time for me and him to spend together watching it, and it'd be really dope to have him have him. Involved in the uh, in the podcast, so that'll be cool. Yeah, that should so be. I'm looking forward to that. That should be pretty cool. Yeah. So let's hit one more topic before we wrap it up. So uh, I am entering my fifty first week of marriage, uh, and uh, cool, you're cool. in your third week, I think. Nah, that sounds about right. So, <laughs> uh, how how has it been so far? Um. It's been no different than being in a long-term relationship in the practical aspect of it. But the thing that's been weird for me is just grappling with the idea of being married and being somebody's husband. <laughs> like, that's been really weird for me. Like, because I, I struggle a lot of times with thinking of myself as, a, as an adult. 
Like, like I said, I just, I, I, I just created a podcast based on comic book TV shows. <laughs> like, and right. somebody is married to me. Like, right. why? Right. Right. But uh, um, that's been weird. And I've noticed that. Wearing a ring has been weird for me. Dog, as I sit here and twirl and I twirl, twirl it a lot. Yeah, I do that. I twirl it a lot. I like take it on and off my finger a lot. And then I have a, I wouldn't say a habit, but I've had a couple instances where I take it off. And like, it's not, it doesn't fit me perfectly because like your, your hands can swell or decrease in size depending on the weather. And when I first got it, it fit kind of well, but now it's getting kind of cold out. And I think my hands aren't really swelling that much. So right. now the ring's like a lot looser. So if I shower or shave and my hands get wet, I feel like it's going to fall off. So I'll take it off and put it on like a counter or something like that. Or on, on I mean, not a counter. I don't work at a, I don't, I don't live at a fucking grocery store. I'll <laughs> I like put on like the dresser. Counter. Yeah, I like put on the dresser or something. And I spent 33 years with no ring on that hand. I feel so it. I'll take it off and put on a dresser. And I don't feel naked without it. I feel normal without it. So I'll put it on the dresser and I'll, I'll forget it. Like, I'll forget it's there. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, and she's like, uh, where's your ring at? Fuck your ring at? <laughs> like, uh, it's over there. Oh, yeah, it's over there. It's been off for like three hours and shit. So, like, like that kind of thing has been kind of weird getting used to, like, having a ring on my finger. Because it's still present. It's not like a thing where it's, like, second nature. It's still present. Like, I, I know it's there. So, and then taking it off. And having nothing on my hand is normal. So it, that's been a, an adjustment for me. And just, like I said, mainly the idea of being married and being some, somebody's husband. Like, it's still, it doesn't really compute at this point. Like, it, it feels like, not surreal, but like, it, it, it just feels, I don't know, it's just so, so new. And it doesn't really... Yeah, I don't know. I guess it, no, I guess it doesn't feel real. It's like... Really? Me? So, like, that's been... That's been the biggest hang-up. As far as, like, actual life shit, there's really no change. I don't um, know. I thought that the, what we talked about earlier, the wife <laughs> shit. I don't know if you had a story for that, but I can't recall it. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, it's, it's, Nothing's really happened. I mean, I've, I've only been back home... Excuse me. I've only been back home for a little over a week, so... Uh, nothing's really... Nothing of note has really taken place, but... It's a funny the biggest thing is the ring shit. Like the the ring shit sticks with me. Like I, I notice it all the time. Like I all the time typing at work, just walking somewhere. I I feel it like it's there, and it's like it's it's not tough for me to get used to, but it's tough for me to get used to the idea of noticing it. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree. I uh, I constantly take my ring off and. <laughs> You know, I, you know, I I try not to sleep in it. Um, I, I do just, sleep in mine because I, I know my, if I take it off to go to bed, I'm not gonna remember. Well, usually, it on well, we we end up getting a uh, a, a jewelry box for our rings for uh, the wedding gift. So usually, I was so used to like I will put it in there when I take a shower, or if I'm doing stuff around the house with my hands or washing dishes or whatever the case, I would put it in there. Um, so I'm used to kind of that now. Um, yeah, but, I'm not. But it's really. It's that was one of the bigger adjustments. Um, well, I say it, it was what? Excuse me. It was one of the bigger adjustments. Um, but I don't know. I think this. I'm, I'm next next Saturday. will be a year, and uh, it's definitely been a. Uh, 
It's been a good challenge. I won't say there is nothing that's been bad about this first year. Um, but you know, it was it started off as a it started off as a challenge from the the wedding day when we had, you know, so many, you know, wedding snafus as far as, you know, just the ceremony, you know, getting off on time to you know, my wife had like this crazy sinus infection during the whole honeymoon and things of that nature. Um, but it's really been really been good. You know, I think we've really learned a, a lot about ourselves um, during this whole year. Uh, just last night, you know, we were sitting around watching TV and out of the we were watching Gotham because I've been trying to catch up, and so we were sitting there, and she was like, "So out of the blue, she just hits me with like so." What is your evaluation of this first year? I'm thinking like, fuck, TV's on. Like, why I don't are like you, questions like that? Why did you come out of the blue with this shit? Like, I'm yeah. like, do you want to just not watch TV right now? What <laughs> you know, like what? So then she pauses the TV. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. like questions like that. Yeah. Like, I don't like having to think about. Like, I, wasn't I don't like having to give serious like, answers about serious topics like, while I'm chilling. I wasn't prepared, and I, you know, yeah. and I think I don't know if it's a women a women thing. And I think it is, but I don't want to be that sexist dude. But I think it's don't a, be Ti. It's, it's a <laughs> oh, <that laughs> I think it's a women. I don't know if it's a woman thing that you know a woman can think about a subject she wants to talk about, and she has all her answers like calculated, and she comes to you with these questions, and you have to be on a on the fly answer this deep shit when she's already thought through. All these questions she want to answer, you know, ask you and answer and shit. But I'm sitting there like, fuck. So we going into this long conversation about, you know, what do we think went good, what went bad through the year? What do we think? Like, what are, like, when we what we ended up with was what goals do we want for our second year? Like, what do we want to accomplish? You know, what I'd I'm be saying? horrible with that. It was it was a good, it was a good conversation. I think you know you have to you have to learn to be. One thing you have to learn is being transparent and that you can't hold back certain things. You know, you really need to be, you know, open and honest and things of that nature. And that's only going to help the relationship, you know. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about a few things and, you know, we we set some kind of some goals for next year. Like, what a, we had this, this conversation. I had, what's, one, what's, what's, what's one goal y'all set? Um, nothing too personal. Like no, more no, no. anal. Like that was on that was on my my. my hey, that was number that, one that with a star. On, that was on the second page, you know, in the back with a star on it. No, um, actually, it's funny. One of, one of the things we, <laughs> actually it's funny. We had anal right after the conversation. One, one of the things we did we did say is that you know we were we want to increase our sex life uh, more for the next year. I think. Ooh. That reminds me of something, but okay. go ahead. Okay, cool. I'm um, going to remember. I'm going to remember yeah, this. remember. So, I think one of the things, and she brought it up. I was kind of shocked that she said it, um, that, you know, she wanted, she think that our sex life can increase. And I thought we did pretty good sex-wise. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, I think, you know, we have these. We be fucking. We, we be fucking. Um, you know, we, we would have. Well, one, I think there's a misconception that, you know, when you're married or when you're with somebody, that you live with somebody, that you have, like, constant fucking sex. And it's not the case. Uh, lives, you know, work gets in the middle of shit. You know, niggas just being tired. Whatever the case is, it's not like you having sex 
three times a day, every fucking day. I don't uh, subscribe to that Twitter belief of like all men should want to fuck at all times, and if you don't want to fuck, then you're a fucking gay ass motherfucker. Like no, you, that you, whole Twitter belief is ridiculous. No, man. It, it's dumb. Um, it's dumb as hell, and it's not realistic. And it's so not at all. We talked about that. You know, I think you know, and she's probably not gonna listen, so it probably doesn't matter. She listens to a few, but I think you know one thing. Don't talk know, about getting your ass. We, we talked. <laughs> I, I will so not talk about that. Um, we we kind of talked about like initiation of sex, like who initiated. That's and a real conversation. though. It is a real conversation because I've had it. We've you know we've had a conversation where you know I felt at some point, and this is even before marriage that. I would initiate it more than she would, and so I was like, "So what the fuck? Like, if you know, if you want it, why the fuck you ain't? You know, what are you doing to show that you actually want?" And then she was I've like, had well, the same conversation. And then she would be like, "Well, I gave you the the, the signals." I'm like, "What the fuck was that? That wasn't a signal." <laughs> I turned the channel. Like, you know, That's not I move, a fucking I, signal. Like, I move closer <laughs> to you. Like, that don't mean shit. If you're bad, <laughs> like, you know, so and. and and I, 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 I dapped you, nigga. Those, that's right, right. I gave you, the, I gave you the wink. Like, come on, nigga. Let's the wink and the gun. Right. And I'm like, you know, <sighs> damn. I keep forgetting my phone dead. And we was like, you know, I, I think it's a part of just like you say, you, you, you don't, you don't realize that you're actually grown up. You're an adult where you have to make adult decisions and things of that nature. Like, damn, I really gotta like. Be alert to shit, and you know, be an adult about certain things, and say if, if I'm not being pleased, and you know, I think my wife, you know, she admitted that, you know, during this first year, from different, you know, medical issues to different work issues and things of that nature, we she had like this portion of being like depressed during our first year. It wasn't there. It wasn't directly tied to us being married just being life shit you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so during those times she felt like she wasn't you know active in initiating stuff and you know initiating sex and I was like okay I get it now right. at the time I didn't I'd be like so what the fuck you know what I'm saying you don't want it you know what I'm saying right. and you know she was like you know well she told me she didn't want to be at a point where she felt that if because she wasn't initiating things that I'm going to be like looking out trying to like you know Go elsewhere, and I'm like, well, it never got to that point to me. It may you may thought that, you know, what I'm saying because you're not, but you know, so we had those conversations, you know, what I'm saying that was a part of it, the whole sex thing. I had told her too. I I felt I feel that I had we the should, exact same conversation. I feel that we should. I thought that we should be more like physically active as far as exercise and stuff. You know, whether how we would do it together or we put out a plan and stuff like that. Right. You know, I think that's that that should be a big focus of our next year, being more physically active and things of that nature. So that was one of the things. Other than that, I think we've done good with a lot of stuff. You know, uh the one of the big things is cooking is a big thing in our household, you hmm. know. How so? Because I don't lean to her totally for cooking, for the household cooking. You know, we both enjoy cooking, so we both, you know, we put days that we're going to do certain, you know, cooking or there's going to be dinner, you know, now that I'm in school. Like, so I'm in school two days a week and, and I'm and I in class in the evening. So it's like those two days, I don't cook. I'm not expected to cook. But the other days that, you know, I'm not in school, 
you know, I say, cool, I want to make sure I'm, you know, I make sure there's a meal done or there's some kind of planning involved and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we kind of get a, a it's kind of like an unspoken schedule. You know, obviously, if I'm not home between 7, 8 o'clock, you know, maybe you should get it done. You know what I'm saying? But if you're home, you know, you should get it done or something like that. So, but, you know, it, it was a good conversation. You know, it was good. Hmm. How did your... Uh, uh, sex conversation go. <laughs> uh, it pretty much mirrored that exact. I mean, I really, I have nothing to add. I've had that exact same conversation, and it it it's fruitful. Like that conversation needs to be had. Like because as mu- as much as men have the reputation for being the um, aggressors and the sex fiends, you still need to feel desire desired as a man. Right. So if if the woman's not making that move every now and then you need that like you need to they need you need to feel like they want you too so like that's a com- that's a necessary conversation if that's not happening and i've had that same conversation so that's that's a real conversation i mean y'all been together for a few years now so it's like y'all i mean y'all could definitely experience you know maybe times where you know one was not initiated the other so it's not like you guys just met or you guys were you know Versions to each other before you married or anything like that. So I was. You know. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, I think those are good conversations that you have. I think those are healthy conversations you got to have. I mean, it because is, it is it's, marriage. It is. Is, I mean, if you want it, I mean, for if you want it to be marriage, is supposed to be for a long fucking time to the person you want to be with, and so sex is a, a a huge part of a relationship, and those conversations need to be had. They should be had. Yeah. So. And it's not even it's not even so much that the sex conversation needs to be had, it's that conversations need to be had. So it's like you need to be on the same page. Like you need to know if if your partner has an issue, your partner needs to one be comfortable with coming to you to that for that issue and you need two you need to be receptive. So like these conversations need to happen just on the communication aspect of it, aside from the sex aspect. Right. So it's just communication period. Right? Yeah. It's important that as a couple, whether you're married or not, that you can have that conversation. And to be even more specific, if this is a, if this is a complication in your relationship to have the conversation about the specifics of it, like, Hey, I like when you do this, I like when you do that, or I don't like when you do this. I wish you did more of that. Those kinds of things are important, and those are conversations that need to be had. And I, I, I think that's a big key that people need to not be shy about saying like, hey, I wish you did more of this, or hey, I don't like this, or you know, whatever the case may be, whatever you enjoy or whatever you dislike, you need to feel comfortable saying that to your partner. And then for... 45 seconds of semi-awkward conversation, you could have a lifetime of great sex. Right. So, like, don't don't leave that conversation out there when it's necessary. Yeah, I, I mean, because I think that it's... The, the sex between your partner is going to really depend... It's really going to land on how do you, you know, communicate what you like and like. If your partner... I don't, if your partner's doing something that you don't care for 
and you allow it to just keep happening, you're not going to be happy, and they're going to keep doing it because they figured you like it, right? Or whatever. Exactly. So you know, I think it's one of those things where you know you have to. I won't say spare feelings, but you have to communicate. Like this is not exactly how I like it. I like it like kind of this way, or yeah, and you can't take it to heart. Case. Yeah, don't take and it to so, heart. But the thing ultimately is going to benefit both of you guys if you know. You know, you do this a certain way. I like that, and vice versa, and so right. forth. So, yeah, I, man, I, I think I don't know. I don't know how if we can really pull it off every episode. But I would like to keep a marriage portion of like you know just updates, just thing that because like we're both newlyweds with the stuff. You know, um, my year that I have on you doesn't mean much really because you know relationships evolve and shit happens. You know. All the time, and you know, I think those are those are good conversations to be had. So, yeah, I still look at a ring on my finger, and I'm like, really? Is is that that's like the biggest hangup for me? I, I look I, at it like I, really. I'm like, I look at it like I'm an adult. Like I purposely got. <laughs> and that's, I, that's what fucks with me. Like I'm an adult. I purposely I'm got somebody's a, husband. I got I purposely Why? got a ring that didn't weigh much because I felt like I don't wear jewelry much. At all, and I felt like if I had something that was just going to be noticeable in my hand to me, like weight wise or something, like you know, initially I really wanted some gaudy ass ring with like diamonds and all this stupid. I shit would lose on it. it, and then I was like, you know what? What if I? Yeah, what if I, I lose, lose it? it? I would lose it, and I was. Like, I can't hold on to a pair of sunglasses for longer than a week. My ring was like. I don't know how people keep my, sunglasses. My ring was like. Three hundred dollars. Mine was less. <laughs> but the thing is, I saw less of less less cost rings, and I was like, "That would work." But I wanted something that was unique, so I was like, "I know finding this one ring, it's like three hundred But I was like, "It was way less than what her shit was," and I was just like, yeah, eh, "It works." So I'm like, "If I lose it, it's not gonna be." I think it's the sentimental value of losing it more so than the cost that it would probably piss me off. Yeah. More. But I think you know that was one of my big things of just. Uh, getting used to having a ring on, like, like now I feel the point where if I would leave it at home, I feel naked. Like I remember one of the times I left the house and I was like three blocks away, and I was like, "Fuck!" I left my ring, and I just turned back around, like I need to get my ring back, you know, put my ring on and shit. So yeah, I, I wouldn't at this point. I wouldn't even know. Like last night, I took it off to I I took it off. And I put it on the dresser. I don't I don't really remember why I took it off. I know I was in the bathroom. I was probably shaving or I, no, I took a shower. I took a shower. I put it on the dresser before I got in the shower. And then I got in the shower fairly early, like earlier than I normally would. And then I didn't put it I forgot it was there. I forgot it was there and I left it off like for hours. Like I had no clue. And it was like I don't know. I don't know what time did I go to bed last night. I don't know, like one, two o'clock in the morning, before I realized that it was. And I didn't realize. She said something that triggered the memory. It wasn't like, "Hey, your ring is missing." It was like she said something that reminded me that I didn't have it on, mm-hmm. and then I remembered it wasn't on. And it, I knew where it was, but that was already. I've been married not even a month yet, and that was already the second time where I took it off. And forgot that it was off and left it where it was. And I'm like, oh, that's not a good look. <laughs> but I right, said, for me, right. the for me, the biggest hang up is like the ring and then also just like the idea that I'm somebody's husband. Like that's really is mind boggling to me. And it's not because I feel like I'm a shitty person or that I'm a shitty mate. It's just that 
I, I don't really often identify myself as like a, a fully grown responsible adult. Like I have like a lot of like juvenile shit that I'm into. Like I, I, I just like to goof off and joke around and smoke a cigar, have a drink. And like I still feel like I'm not like I feel like being somebody's husband. You're like you're like you're, like you're a full grown classy adult. Like I should have a fucking monocle on or some shit. Right. right. And like it's like <laughs> it's hard for me to. To to put put myself in that boat like I, I'm somebody's husband like that's weird to me. So that that's my that's my biggest hang up. So but the story that I wanted to say um, when we were coming back coming back from our honeymoon, we took multiple flights. I'm not going to tell the whole thing, but um, when we got back to Toronto, we flew in and out of Toronto because whatever we fucking flew out of Toronto it doesn't matter why we flew, we flew in and out of Toronto and we had to take a bus from Toronto to here and when we were leaving Detroit going to Toronto going through customs at the tunnel was not a big deal coming back it was kind of an issue like they it's way more thorough coming back into the United States than it is leaving out so we go into customs and they ask you they made everybody come off the bus and they made everybody take all their shit off the bus. Like, going into Canada, all we had to take was our personal shit that we had on the bus with us. Right. But the actual, like, baggage that we had under the bus, they left it on there. But coming back into the United States, they made us take all our bag, like, everything. All the baggage from under the bus, all that shit. So we go in, and we're taking all the baggage in. And they ask us a whole bunch of questions. And they made everybody who was on the bus sit in, like, this little area. And they're like, okay, we... It was like they're going to ask everybody the questions, and they said that we're going to basically check your luggage. And I thought that they were going to, like, actually open everybody's personal luggage and go through it, which they didn't end up doing, but I I thought it was going to take a long-ass time. What they ended up doing was taking the luggage and putting it through, like, a little scatter like they have at the airport. It was just, like, a smaller Uh, scale. But anyway, they uh, make everybody sit down and say we're going to go through the luggage. So I come up, and I'm, I'm... putting my luggage through typical shit i don't have anything crazy in my luggage clothes fucking you know nothing crazy nothing that's gonna be an issue so she puts her luggage up there and it's going through and then the fucking uh custom guy stops it and he's like um is this uh personal or is this like mine and i think like what is he talking about and he opens the bag and she has like a little small like uh the size is almost like the size of like a makeup bag. Like it's a very small, almost like a almost like a clutch. Like you know how women carry a clutch? Yeah. Almost like that size kind of bag. And he opens it up and there's fucking handcuffs, like 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 all this crazy ass sex shit. And he opens it up, he's like, are these like personal handcuffs or handcuffs like mine? And I'm like, we didn't even use that shit on the honeymoon. Like, I didn't know it was there. I'm like, I didn't know she had that shit. Because the honeymoon was like, we spent a lot of that time sleep, like, eating and, like, feeling weird. Like, it wasn't like, our honeymoon was, like, on a sexy scale of 1 to 10, it was probably like a 4. Like, it wasn't like a sexy honeymoon. It was, like, meant to be. But, like, it just wasn't, like, the way it worked out, it was, like, mostly sleepiness and, like, queasiness from foreign 
food and shit like that. It was like it wasn't it wasn't that sexy. So like none of that shit was used. So we're going through customs in Canada, and he opens this shit up. She's got like handcuffs and lube and like all, all this shit. I'm like, oh my god, like. And I had no idea this shit was in there. And I'm standing in front of the customs dude. And I'm like, dude, I, I, we just got back from our honeymoon. I don't know what the fuck, dog. Like, I, I didn't know what to say. That was, like, crazy embarrassing. Like, he's over this shit up. She's got, like, handcuffs and lube and so shit. So what did she it was, say? It's like, flavor what, lube. So like, what was it, like, her, her expressions and shit? She was just like, we, well, we just got back from our honeymoon. Like, that, right, they, like right, rolled right. it off. But it was, like, it was cool. But it was, like, wild <laughs> to, like, be in that situation where... You have no fuck. I'm thinking she's just putting like regular ass luggage through, and he opened the shit up, and it was like handcuffs and fucking flavored lube and shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this, dog? I'm like, why are why are you embarrassing me at fucking customs and shit? <laughs> Going back into the United States, I'm like, what is this shit? That was like really weird. And there was like the rest of our bus was like within earshot. It wasn't like it was just us. So it's like the the people sitting nearby probably heard that shit i mean obviously they didn't say that yeah, to us but like they were nearby <laughs> and he's like opened the bag up and like, like handcuffs into this shit i'm like oh my god like Dude, that's hilarious and he's busy, he like even reached to his shit like is it like mine or like, like personal <laughs> shit like basically like did you kidnap this dude like is he a prisoner of yours like no, like, no, we, we, like it, it was for pleasure. Like yeah, that was like really weird. <laughs> That's funny, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> so the last thing that we should touch on is uh, I know you mentioned about um, podcast popping off lately. Um, so what did you want to ask about that? Oh, I don't know. I'm just. I mean, it's like it's been an influx of them. Like you know, I don't know if it's become one of the most pop the, the popular things to do. It's like you know. Being podcast, you know, making a podcast and things of that nature, like you know, I feel like you know we we've been you know we're like a I won't say we're we're veterans in this shit, but you know I know we've been doing po- our podcast about a, at least a year and a half now, which is far longer than a lot of podcasts I've been seeing lately, and I just I just wonder like where where does the the the, the influence of all this shit come? Excuse me come from like it's just so many now and i just wonder like is it is it, it going to be a fad that just fades off that people are just gonna you know do podcasts for a while and be like ah oh, fuck it then or is it just you know people really want to get you know thoughts across and feel that you know podcast is the way to go and i did the influences that i did it that's my influence <laughs> that's my guess because I I don't know what the fuck it is, man. But every time I do some shit, other niggas hop on it, and like I don't know, like I don't even feel like like I have very few Twitter followers. I have very few friends, but I can't help but notice that anytime I do some shit, a bunch of motherfuckers that I know start doing it, and it might not even be people that I interact with, but I know it's people that I know, and they start doing this shit. Like a good example is for um. I don't know, it was Valentine's Day, I think. Yeah, it was Valentine's Day, maybe like a year or two ago. As a Valentine's Day idea, I figured that uh, we could go uh, do, um, excuse me, we could do uh, archery. So I got a Groupon to do archery. And I I, I have never seen anybody that I know do archery. 
And then when I did that shit, I saw mad motherfuckers that I knew personally who my, who I might not interact with on a daily basis. But people who I knew personally that it was just like, hey, doing archery, shooting these targets. Like, yeah, I'm like, and I kind of wrote it off like, maybe it's a coincidence. Because, like, I don't really interact with these people like that. And I definitely don't live an enviable life. Like, there's no reason anybody should look at the shit that I do and think, like, I want to do what that nigga's doing. Like, I don't do anything enviable. But, like, I thought, that's kind of weird that, like, I've never, ever, ever seen anybody that I know do archery. And then when I posted pictures of me doing archery, I saw a handful of people start doing archery. But I was like, eh, whatever. But, dog, it's, you feel like it's no you, you fucking... Feel like, you feel like you're the motivation for a lot of shit? It's like I do, but at the same time, I feel like that's a, a very cocky stance to take. Like, everybody's dick riding me. Like, and I don't want to take that stance because that's, that's cocky as fuck, like, to think that everybody do something because you're doing it. But at the same time, I look at the shit that I... That, the shit that I do, and I ain't never seen nobody do it who I know personally, but then after I do it, I see people do it. You feel like you're a trailblazer? I do, and I don't know why, because I'm like, nobody really fuck with me like that. But like, this podcast was like, this podcast was a new idea in our circle. Like, did you know anybody who was doing a podcast before we started doing this shit? I didn't. Not personally. Like the idea. No, personally. I mean yeah, personally. Yeah, no, no, personally, no. I didn't think. I didn't know. Anything. I didn't know anybody who was doing a podcast personally before we started doing I this knew, shit. I knew of a podcast that uh, some guys did. Um, one guy did um, from Twitter um, that I actually was I had was a guest on at some point. And I always thought about doing it, but um, I didn't have, like, you know, I didn't have nobody to do a podcast with. Uh, you know, it just wasn't one of the things I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to do. But I was like, man, it'd be cool as hell to be able to do that shit, but didn't do it. Right. And and when we started this podcast, it was like a thing of like, let's do a podcast just to talk about the shit that we talk about just and just give it to people. Like, let them hear the shit that we talk about. And I personally didn't know anybody who did a podcast before we did it. And... Podcasts were, I would say, at the point that we started doing it, podcasts were popping off. We didn't, like, set the podcast trend. Like, it was already popping off before we did it. But in our personal circle, I didn't know anybody who did it. Anybody who I knew personally. I only knew, like, kind of, like, semi-famous people who already did it. But, man, after we started doing that shit, I could think of probably at least four or five Groups of people off the top of my head who started it after we did it. And again, I don't want to be cocky or presumptuous and say like they did it because we did it. Right. But I can't help but notice a correlation. Yeah. I don't know. I think it, you know, like the it, it was this one group of dudes that I seen doing a podcast, local guys. They didn't even on Twitter or anything like that. And I was like, if they could do this podcast, I know we can do it. So I wonder if it's one of those things where people say, well, if these niggas can do it, I know we can do a podcast. And I don't know. Maybe, but, but like, why didn't you think you'd do a podcast beforehand? Why did it take us doing it to motivate you? Like, that, that, I don't know. That shit is just weird to me, man. And like, I've had, I have other life examples where I said, like, oh, let me try this thing out. 
and then I do it like photography. Mm-hmm. Like I started photography in 2008, and at that time, I didn't know anybody doing photography other than this one guy that I went to high school with. Because I didn't know I didn't know Tafari at the time. I only knew this one guy who I went to high school with who did photography, and I I got a um, like a point and shoot basic Nikon camera, like a, the generic point and shoot that you can probably cop for like 150 bucks at Best Buy uh, for a Christmas present. And I went out and I was photographing everything. I was like just everywhere, just taking pictures, and I was really really into it. And I thought my pictures was dope. So when I moved to California and my son was born, I got a um I just I, I got really into photography and I, I thought, you know, let me get a better camera. Let me learn about this shit. Let me learn about it like in the real sense. And I talked to the dude who I knew who was already doing it. He gave me a whole lot of tips. He was really, really, really great. Like to this day, like he's pretty hot shit at this point. Like he's photographed like some pretty big celebrities. He's like he's he's really hot shit right now, and like I I reached out to him like, hey man, just you know, give me some tips. Let's talk. And me and him would talk about photography a lot. He sent me some gear, like that he he wasn't using anymore. He was like, you know, you know, I don't really fuck with this no more. You can use this and you know help you know help get your shit tight. You know, work it out. And he came to at the time I was living in California. He was living in uh Miami. And he came out to L.A. for a shoot with, like, uh, models that were, like, working for her agency and shit. And he came out. And he let me tag along in his shoot. He let me, you know, I, I got a lot of great pics from that shit. Like, it was, it was a really great experience. And I really got into the shit. I came back. I was doing fashion shows. I was, like, doing a whole lot of shit. And same deal. At the time, wasn't nobody doing that shit. And now it's like everybody, like, almost everybody I know does that shit. Right, and I I can't I, like I said I feel so cocky saying this because of me, but I can't. Like, what else can you say? Like, if you if you don't know nobody who's doing the shit, and then you start doing it, and then everybody you know start doing the shit, it's like, well, how are you supposed to look at that? Yeah, so when you ask that. like how are how are these podcasts popping off from people that we know, my immediate response is like, well, because we did it. <laughs> And it was like, like you said, if them niggas can do it, then we can too. And I, you know, I'm very, uh, you know, imitation is a serious form of flattery. And I'm very glad that <laughs> we motivated y'all to get y'all podcast popping. That's great. We appreciate that. And uh, more power to you. I hope your podcast pop off, man. And I'm glad. I hope that uh, if it does pop off, you at, le- at least recognize that you got the idea from me. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I, you know, with the influx of, you know, podcast, just on the podcast level, just an influx. Of, I just, you know, I was like, you know what? If we gonna do it, we just make sure we do it the the best shit. Like, if it's gonna be the, if we gonna be the a trailblazers for it, be like, you know, our shit is is tight. You know what I'm saying? So, and there's a lot of room for improvement, but even if our shit is like B grade. I take some form of satisfaction in the idea that our B grade podcast motivated people to make their own podcast. Right. Because it might be B grade to me, but it's good enough to have other people think like I can do this too. 
and let me let me do this too, it, and gives them the motivation to make it happen. Right. So like, I could take some form of satisfaction in knowing that, and it's gonna sound shitty, but like, I could take some form of satisfaction in knowing that <laughs> you thought I was dope enough to copy me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hey, that's great. Yeah, it's so many out here now. And it's a lot like, of people we know on Twitter that have started podcasts and. These are people that we might need, we might not even act interact with normally, but it's still hard for me to think that that us doing it didn't have any kind of say or impact on their decision to do it because it it it's just too coincidental. I, I I don't know. I just don't see it. I feel like I feel like. Well, I think I think podcasts are easy to. What do we now. did I is think people. I think people see the. The ease of the recording, the, the either I mean, it's you know you you could promote it with your own you know personality on on Twitter or Facebook or yeah you can or whatever the case, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm happy to be able, I'm happy to be able to say that you know what I'm saying we were definitely one of the first the first ones. And we're at least pioneers amongst our circle. We're not by any means pioneers in the podcast game at all. No, but in our circle. I think we are. Like, I can't think of anybody in our circle who we interact with on Twitter or Facebook who was doing a podcast before we were. Not a single soul. But now we can look at we can look at our our Facebook our Facebook friends or or uh, associates and our Twitter friends and associates, and we can find several podcasts. And I can't help but think that part of their reason in starting it was the fact that we did it. And it might not even be like, oh, that shit is so dope. Let me make some shit like theirs. It's not even on some cocky shit like that. It's just the fact that they see that we did it and that we are still doing it. And it gave them the motivation to do it themselves. And, I mean, you can't not take pride in that. I I, I can't. I, I, don't, I don't see any reason to believe that there's not a correlation between the two things. So I mean, hey, more power to y'all. I hope y'all pop off because we ain't popping off. So <laughs> right. <laughs> so I hope y'all pop off. But uh, yeah, we just gotta get D Ray on the episode and we'll be good. Man, we gonna get D Ray on. Dog. <laughs> we gonna get him on, man. I think we. I think I, I got some. We got some ideas. He some, wants to be our friend. We, we I got know some it. ideas and some 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 good guests, and I think we'd be good. But. He just had trouble. He just has trouble navigating his mentions to the point that he doesn't really know. But like man, he wants he wants to be our friend. He's just so busy. He'll figure it out. Yeah, he'll he'll get there. So we'll tweet him and shit. Yeah. So. But we'll wrap up because uh, we're long as fuck right now. Pause. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we'll end the, we'll, we'll the podcast with that. And uh, you can always find our podcast on uh, on Twitter at What Up No Podcast. And uh, you can find our podcast everywhere. Everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr. S- uh, SoundCloud, yeah, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, everything, Stitcher, uh, everywhere, um, and all that good shit. So we'll all that uh, shit. See you, Negroids, next week. Peace. Yep. Peace.